Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Listen, it's another Monday, another weekend rewind, another chance for us to get up, get it together. Listen, troubles may come, but they won't last. Do me a favor. Go ahead, ping some people in the room, share the room. Go ahead and start your morning off the right way, because that's what we're about to do. We're going to go ahead and cut into our first song, and then we're going to come right on back with prayer. Y'all know how it is. Don't start my day without a little prayer. So let's go ahead and pray. After this song, and then we're coming right right back with more music, more funny, more conversation, all that good stuff that we start our day with. Is that all right? All right, let's go. Can I talk to you? I know you got some questions. What's the hardest thing you're going through? Let's talk about it. Talking about mountains, talking about pain, talking about my life, when will it change? Talking about all things, God can do all things. Talking about nights I lose my way, and my dreams that have been erased. Talking about all things, I said I can do all things. I understand. I know days it will always be easy. So it's good to know I'll never let you down. Talking about all things. All the big and the small things I'm so sure I can do all things Talking about doubts that flood my mind I'm out of funds and I'm out of time I need a blessing How did you do all things? See, I understand that I know these things will always be easy Just in case I fall So it's good to know I'll never let you down yeah. Talking about all things All things All the big and the small things yeah. God can do all things Say it again, Dale Talking about all things All the big and the small things Let's go God can do all things Just because he's silent Doesn't mean that he's still He's not only preparing it for you He's preparing you for it Let's go. Talking about all things. Woo! All the big and the small things. Hallelujah. Talking about doors you've never seen. Yeah. Blessings on blessings for you to receive. Talking about all things. <laughs> all the big and the small things. He sees you. Talking about doors you've never seen. Yes. Blessings on blessings for you to receive. Talking about all things. See the blessings coming. But he had to get you ready for it. Talking about you've never seen. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Come on, say. Say it again now. Hear my people say. Talking about all things. Hallelujah. All the big and the small things. God can. God can do all things. Well, good morning. 
Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing this morning? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening to, where you're listening from, whether you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, maybe you called off work today, whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right, right person, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. I just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right day, right way, with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, all that good stuff, things tend to go a little bit better. Not saying you ain't going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises. Yeah, because you definitely going to have some. But when you trust God, allow God to cover your mind, cover your spirit, cover your attitude. Guess what? All things tend to work together for your good. With that being said, let's go ahead and tap into a quick moment of prayer. Let's tap into a quick moment of prayer. Y'all know I believe in covering this room, covering this show, and covering my day, you know what I'm saying, with the spirit of God and, and prayer before I go forth. I can't believe in starting my day, you know what I'm saying, without going forth in God. You know what I'm saying? So let's tap into a quick prayer, and then we're coming right, right back. All right? All right, let's go. Let's Let's go, let's go. We're not doing that, Kurt. We're going to chill. We're going to bless God in prayer real quick. God, we thank you. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you right now for your mercy, your presence, your glory, your might. God, we thank you for waking us up this morning, oh God, giving us the activity of our limb. God, we want to take a moment right now to come to you in a, with a heart of surrendering, God. We come to you, oh God, with a heart of gratitude and appreciation, God, because we could have died yesterday, God. God, we could have lost our life. We could have lost everything on yesterday. But God, we thank you, oh God, that you protected us, that you guided us, that you gave us strength, mercy, and peace, God, that you covered us. God, we thank you, oh God, that no weapon formed against us was able to prosper, oh God. And God, and God even that as we lag the father as we lied down last night, we thank you that you allowed us to wake up this morning, oh God, with fresh breath, oh God, with a fresh mindset, with a mind to want to love you and be a blessing to your people, oh God. We thank you even now, that God, even as we go before you on today, that you'll continue to grace us. Father, we repent of every sin, transgression, and iniquity, oh God. Anything, oh God, that may have separated us from you, oh God, that caused us to be out of position when it comes to you, God, we ask that you'll forgive us right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. God, we ask that you'll cause us to forgive those people that have heart harm and sinned against us, oh God, that has wronged us, oh God. And God, we even ask, oh God, that you'll even allow the people, oh God, that we may have offended, hurt, harm, or abuse, oh God, to forgive us right now in the name of Jesus. Father, creating us a clean heart and renewing us a righteous spirit. Father, that we may worship you in spirit and in truth, that we may be able to do all that you have called us to do, oh God. Give us strength. God, give us love on today, oh God. Continue to protect this room and every person under the sound of my voice, God, that even as they come in here to listen, laugh, and learn, God, allow them to be edified, educated, elevated, and um, entertained. Father, we thank you right now that you're continuously blessing them. God, we thank you, oh God, that you're continuously anointing them. God, we thank you for the increase, oh God, of their day. We thank you for the grace of their day. God, we ask that you will give them new blessings, new bonuses, signs, contracts, promotions, God. God, we ask that you will speak approval over their life, continue to touch them in every area of their life. God, give them healing and restoration, oh God. God, touch their mind right now, that you will fortify their mind, that they will not be distracted, delayed, denied, disturbed. God, but we will be strong in you, God, that we will be steadfast and unmovable, that we'll be focused and determined to do all that you have called us to do. God, bless our hands, oh God, that everything we do, we shall do with 
excellent and it shall be fruitful and multiply. Father, we thank you that you'll even touch our feet now, that everywhere we go, we shall have authority and dominion. Father, we ask that you'll continue to bless our mouth, that everything we speak shall be the oracles of God. We ask, oh God, that you'll even touch our ear, that we'll begin to hear like never before. We'll hear your voice, oh God, like never before. God, touch our eyes, that we'll be able to see you wherever you go. God, we thank you that even as we pray these things, we believe by faith that it is happening. We believe by faith that all things are working together for our good. We thank you, oh God, for the work of your hand. We thank you for the blessing of your hand. And we thank you, oh God, that you're speaking life into us now. We thank you that you're speaking destiny into us now. We thank you, oh God, that you're speaking fruit into us now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 and amen. God, I give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. All right, all right, we're gonna stop. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hallelujah, yeah, uh-huh. all of that. Yeah, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to shower our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, maybe you called off work today, whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, conversation, inspiration, mindset, attitude, all that good stuff, because I just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little, you know what I'm saying, Jesus, Holy Ghost, stuff like that, things tend to go a little bit better. Not saying you ain't going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravation, irritation, hangups and headaches, because you're definitely going to have some of those. But if you trust in God, rely on God, depend on God, I believe by faith that things going to tend to, you know, work out for your good. With that being said, it's time for me to go ahead and get to another song really quickly, because y'all know I like to get in as much music as possible before everybody start coming in here, because the minute everybody start coming in here, I probably never hear music again, you know what I'm saying? And I like hearing the music to help go along with our conversation, because it keeps us in the right attitude with the right posture and stuff like that. So like I said, let me go ahead and cut to a song real quickly and then we're gonna come right right back is that all right all right let's go ricky dillard let's go because google finna go off in about three minutes Oh, oh, oh. 
It's 8.30 a.m. It's time to stand up, stretch, and make you some breakfast. Leave it to you. Y'all know about that. Y'all acting like y'all don't want to hold on. I feel like running that one back, Mama Lee. Hold on, man. I feel like what? Actually, let me go ahead. I'm going to actually run that back. Y'all to hold on. Because I'm holding on. Hold on. Run it
didn't got my little shout out. I didn't got my shout out. Good morning. Good morning. Y'all lucky because I was finna go to the extended version. I ain't even no cap. I was gonna go to the extended version. Jesus Christ on the cross. Y'all better be lucky. I was so open to go to the extended version. I was gonna say, all right now, turn me up one more time. Hey music, stop man. I got you. I got you. Calm down. We're gonna get to the next song in just a second. But you know what I'm saying? I gotta go ahead and read the scripture today before we get too excited good morning everybody good morning and welcome back to waking up with the prophet where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration motivation and a little bit of music to start our day not sure where you're listening from if you're on your way to work i'm coming home from work already at work so i'm working now maybe you called off work today whatever the case may be we still making sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. Because I just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way, with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, things tend to go a little bit better. Not saying you're going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravations, irritations, um, and all that. Because you definitely probably going to have some of those. Because this is going to be some people going people. It's a Monday, too. And, you know, the weekend went by like that. It went by so fast, I didn't even know it was the weekend. Like, I'm telling you, it went by fast. So, and then people going to people. But as you trust God and allow God to cover your mind, cover your spirit and all that other good stuff, then things tend to go a little bit better. Now, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, things tend to go a little bit better. I'm going to tell you how I know because I had a rough day yesterday. Yesterday wasn't the best of days for me yesterday. And, and it was a Sunday, by the way. But guess what? God still allowed me to be here on today. And I'm going to celebrate that. Sometimes you just got I don't know how to celebrate the, the small things, you know what I'm saying? Because I ain't gonna cap. That's a song that says, I've seen too many victories to let God, you know what I'm saying, to let the devil have his last word or something like that. That it say, you know what I'm saying? Because I just I just know I've seen too many, too many victories, you know what I'm saying? God gonna keep 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 on blessing me, amen. All right, with that being said, let me go ahead and get to the scripture. <laughs> let me get to the scripture of the day. The scripture of the day comes from First Peter. It's First Peter chapter number two, starting at the 15th verse, and I'm reading 15 and 16, and I'm reading this from the, uh, what is this, the New International, no, the New Living Translation. First um, Peter chapter number two, starting at the 15th verse of the 16th from the New Living Translation, brought to you by BibleGateway.com, and it reads, for it is God's will that your honorable lives should silence those ignorant people who make foolish accusations against you for you are free yet you are god's slaves so don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil i'm gonna stop right there i'm gonna stop right there i'm gonna read it from the new international version because i know y'all thought that was a little wordy but i believe god's word is true and i like it how it reads from the new international version as well it says for it is god's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people live as free people but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil live as god's people as god's slaves I'm going to stop. That's the scripture of the day. That's the word of the day. I'm going to drop it in the chat because I tell people it ain't in my, what, what Pastor Jerry said, it's in your Bible if you have not ripped it out. But oftentimes we try to ignore certain scriptures that God is trying to reveal to us. And I believe in this scripture on the day, I'm nobody's doctor, pastor, senior theologian or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a prophet of God from Birmingham, Alabama, who I believe that God raised up and put a word in my mouth. And in the midst of me understanding what God is saying to us on today, it says, live an honorable life 
line. Do good unto others that you may continue to silence the ignorant people, the foolish people that say things against you. You know, as Christians, oftentimes people say so much negative stuff about Christians. We have such a negative connotation that people are surprised when we're actually nice to them. People are surprised when we actually show love to them. And I believe that this is that scripture on today that points out that live a life of freedom, live a life in love. Don't use your, your freedom. Don't lose your status. Don't use, you know what I'm saying, who you are to be above anybody else or to be better than anybody else, but live your life peaceably amongst people. Live an honorable life amongst people that even when people begin to try to say things against you, guess what? They have nothing to say and nothing stand because guess what? You have lived a life for God, all right? You are God's bond servant. You, you are under his name. We represent him and we have to live a life according to that. Amen. Amen. Because I'm just going, I'm going to look, <laughs> the old folks used to say, don't get caught with your work undone or your hands undone or something like that. And this season of my life, that's just how I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be excellent at everything. I may not be the best at everything, but guess what? I'm going to do my best in everything that I do. And this is what the scripture reminds me of on today. So continue to do your best. Continue to live a life that God has called you to live. With that being said, I didn't drop the scripture in the chat. So you can read that on your, read that on your own time. You can read it for yourself. Meditate. Excuse me. You can read it on your own, you know what I'm saying, or meditate it sometime today. But we're going to cut to another song, and then we're coming right, right, right back. Because guess what? I didn't seen too many victories, you know what I'm saying, to let defeat have the last word. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to go ahead and cut to my song, and then we're coming right, right back. Amen. Say amen. Bless God. Y'all can clap your hands. Come on. They want to hold on to this song so bad. My, you know what? I've seen too many victories to let defeat have the last word. Yeah, I've seen too many victories to let defeat have the last word. I'll tell you that I've seen too many victories to let defeat have the last word. Gotta stay in the ring, yo. I gotta keep pressing on. 
this is my testimony to you. I got things to be, even though I don't look like what I've been through. Ooh. I see I just can't let it be. When I wake up in the morning, I get out of my bed. I, I put one foot before the other. I victory. That I count victory, yes I do. I count victory. My peace of mind. I count a victory. Oh, I, I just all of my suffering. Oh my suffering that I went through. And all of my struggles that you brought me through. Hey, yeah. I, I, yes, I Every breath that I take. Well, every move that I make. And every word that I speak. Y'all don't know nothing about that. That's old school. That's old school Williams Brothers. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. They said, I seen too many victories to let defeat have the last word. I'm telling you now, that's just how I feel on this morning. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every day morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and droop. A little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you listed from. If you're only to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, maybe you called off work today, maybe you always on the clock, whatever the case may be. We still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meeting with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. With that being said, start your morning off the right way. We're waking up on the waking up with the profit. You guys can listen to us anytime, anywhere on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Whatever the case may be. I'm even trying to get us on YouTube right now. But, you know, just a real radio show. So we won't be having cameras and all the other stuff. Except for when I go live sometimes on Mondays for the Weekend Rewind. But other than that, you know what I'm saying? We're going to keep it fresh in this morning. We're going to go ahead and check in. Y'all know how we check in each and every day here on Waking Up with the Prophet. We check in with our three daily questions, of course. What's the weather? What's for breakfast? And how you start your day? Listen, and I want you to do me a favor. Drop a good morning in the chat. I don't like when people come in and in the room or people come into my spaces and stuff like that. And don't say good morning. You know what I'm saying? You ever went to work and somebody ain't say good morning to you? You know what I'm saying? You said good morning, good morning. You trying to have a good day, but people don't say good morning back. You already know it's something going on. See, I just want to make sure that we starting off on a good, good morning. Amen, 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 amen. So drop a good morning in the chat. We're going to go ahead and check in. Do me a favor. Put a request to you guys are on the stage. If you haven't already, go ahead and ping somebody in the room. Go ahead and share the room. Go ahead and like, tweet, comment, subscribe, all the other good stuff. And we're going to keep on going. All right? Profit, the loop is on you. All right. 
<clears throat> good morning good morning good morning everybody it is a pleasant morning here in the city of atlanta georgia um i'm gonna be honest y'all know I, we say start out to give it on the scale of one to five how you feeling five being you know good i ain't gonna cap i'm probably on a three i'm on a three i had a rough day yesterday i ain't gonna cap i had a rough day yesterday then woke up this morning to a stupid text message that i think is going to be even rougher for my day like i don't know what's going on but i feel like the enemy keep trying me people keep trying me and and i think i'm calling the enemy just using people to try me and i gotta remember sometimes that i don't fight against flesh and blood but it's be spirits and principalities and i understand that in the season of my life as i try to go up guess what the enemy is going to try to do everything that he can to, to to interfere and oftentimes he always uses the people around you your kids your family your mothers your fathers your co-workers your colleagues but i refuse to let the enemy have his way in my life so i'm gonna continue to celebrate on today uh, i'm gonna get some things you know situated hopefully and see where god continue to take me um yeah as far as breakfast there's no breakfast right now i'd have had a banana um and that's about it <laughs> i'd have had a banana and i'm drinking on some tea and i had a bottle of water so i'm keeping it healthy right now um, after show going, of course, I'll probably go down there and fix me something to eat and all that other good stuff. Y'all know how it is. When y'all start talking, I start eating. So, yeah, that's just how it's going to be. But, um, yeah, as far as the weather, it's 52 degrees. Y'all know it's fall and it be cold and it's hoodie season. Shout out to the Hope Dealer hoodies. Shout out to the Billionaire Believers hoodie. Uh, shout out to Will. I think Will said he got his hoodie last week. If you haven't already, make sure you go to AmariusFan.com backslash shop and you can order your own hoodie. Listen, it is in support of ministry. It is support of everything that we do here to make ministry possible, to continue to help people, to continue to bless people. Even in the winters, I don't know if y'all, you know what I'm saying, was in the room. Like, I remember one year we did like 12 days of Christmas. Now I was just giving out hoodies, giving out hoodies. So it allows, you know what I'm saying, it allows me to continue to be a blessing to other people. So continue to support, continue to subscribe, shop, and all that other good stuff. Amen. Amen. Um, so yeah, that's my day. That's my day. It's going to be a high of 66 degrees. Um, I'm supposed to be going up to the church today, but... I don't know what's going on up there with them. So I'm going to go up there and get my check and probably come home. I don't know. Y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me. Um, I'll talk more about it later off the camera. <laughs> but yeah, that's just how I'm feeling, Mama Lynn. Um, I think it's on you. And then we're going to cut to another song until everybody else start coming in. Y'all know how they be. They be late, but still be on time. We try to have parking lot church. Listen, you can't blame the preacher for being in church all day when you showed up an hour and a half late. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, amen. But uh, Mama Lynn, it's on you. Do -do 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 -do. <sighs> okay, I'm trying to stop laughing. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> funny, I love you. You funny, you make me laugh. Oh, on my gloomiest day, you put a smile on my face. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't even know what the temperature here is in this whole city. It is 36 degrees today with a high of 66. You know me, breakfast is coffee. I have some water with that. I, I don't eat until around lunch. Um, most mornings, I'm on a five. I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, prophet. My weekend was pretty good. Uh, actually, I had 72 hours, I want to say, because I was off that Friday. But it still went by in the blink of an eye. Uh, 
I don't know what that's all about, but okay. And I like the hoodie you got on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I like that one. I have to check that out. I have to look at my pockets. I got to finish paying for the other ones first. <laughs> Since you got to finish paying for the other ones first. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Pockets well, ain't so. deep. Pockets <laughs> ain't. I understand. Got champagne That's taste, but beer pockets. You understand <laughs> the pockets. What you said? <laughs> got champagne taste, but I got beer pockets. <laughs> right about yeah. <laughs> Everything going up but my paycheck. But you know how that goes. So yeah. But uh I I as you can tell I'm in good mood. And uh I I liked your post about how much they gave Bishop, but um that's all they gave me. Nah, well, it was way more than that now. Mama Lynn, they just kept walking up there giving them checks and just giving them checks. On behalf of so-and-so, we want to give you this. We want to present you this. On behalf of so-and-so, we want to present you this. One of them came up and said, on behalf of so-and-so, we want to present you with this $100,000. I said, let him oh, yeah. I started speaking in tongues. I said, Lord God, be it unto me. Lord have mercy. I'm so glad I got a, a man named Bishop Charles, who is my friend. Because when people come, hey, I'm shot. Bishop, can I hold your checks, please? <laughs> so that that was at the um was that at the coaching thing this uh weekend in Nash in, in Memphis? Yes ma'am, yes ma'am. Yeah, I know wow. <laughs> the went up this weekend. <laughs> they had a blast this weekend, I can tell. I was watching it online the whole time. Mm, mm, mm. My Lord, if they just gave me $2,000, I would have been happy. <laughs> that would have made vacation nice. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, look, look, look. When, when God get ready to elevate you, everything come at you. So, you're going to have to learn how to look at him. And, and, and figure out a way just look at it and keep it pushing don't take it to heart don't dwell on it because you're getting ready to get elevated too many things coming at you so some getting ready to gotta get ready to blow you up some kind of way so hey i'm gonna sit back and watch and might be the one and say i told you so well, listen, I appreciate it, Mama Lynn. I really appreciate it, and I receive that. I'm not sure why, but I feel the same thing in my spirit because there has been, like, a lot of attacks and pressure and frustration coming my way, and I definitely believe that if I stay focused, God is going to bless me. But at the same time, it's sometimes building the people around you um, that that comes hard, and it's, 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 it's difficult. People don't understand, like, it's really difficult as being a young leader, you know what I'm saying, sitting under leaders, trying to, you know, be a leader for other people and not even just trying to, but actually just trying to make an impact and a change in this thing called ministry, in this thing called life. Like, I ain't gonna cap, part of my weekend was me calling my mom yesterday and just breaking down. I was just so tired. 
You know what I'm saying? My man, I was just so tired. And uh, my phone died on my way coming home. Or when I got out of work or something like that, I was getting ready to come home. My phone died, so I couldn't order an Uber like I wanted to. That turned into a whole, oh, my God, that turned into a whole big issue for me. Because, you know what I'm saying, granted, I don't live that far from the train station, you know, here in Atlanta and whatnot. But it just became an issue because, you know, what I'm going to do with a dead phone? You know, I can't, I can't do no with a dead phone. can't even call it Uber. So it became frustrating for me to deal with that. But I thank God because, you know, there have been times where things happen worse in life. And I called my mom and even when I was breaking down, I was crying and I was telling her, it was like, I'm not even mad because I had to deal with the struggle. I'm mad because sometimes I've become so spoiled that I thought I didn't have to struggle. And, and I Christian them, and then I think I walk with God. Sometimes we think that life is supposed to be perfect. We think that, oh, life is going to be sweet and all that other good stuff. When the truth of the matter is, it's not. There are going to be some times when you are going to have some hiccups. They're going to, no matter how much money you have, no matter how much faith you have, no matter how many people you may know, there are going to be some times in your life where things aren't just going to go right. And I had to get to a point, I'm like, God, I'm trying as best as I can. You know, sometimes, you know, us in Christendom, the minute something starts going um, wrong in our life or things not going the way we think it is, uh, you know, other people tend to look at you and be like, well, what you doing? What you doing wrong? And they'll cause us to start beating up ourselves and be like, God, what are we doing wrong? You know what I'm saying? I, ain't know, I don't know about y'all, but I know for me, it got to a point where I'm like, well, God, what am I doing wrong? Am I doing everything? Like, how am I messing up? You know what I'm saying? I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And I really had to have a moment where the Holy Spirit told me, it's not about you not doing certain things right. It is the test of who you are. Imagine Job when he was just doing everything right. Like, remember that Job was doing everything right. And God says, hey, devil, go try him out. Go take away everything from him. Go make his life hard. Not because he was doing something wrong, but because he was in the right position with God. And God knew he can trust him, which is why, Mama Leah, I, I, I can't get frustrated. I can't get aggravated. Even there's But gonna you be know, Job did get mad at God. He did mad. He did. Because, you know, even with me and my battle, I didn't realize I was mad at him until I was told through a prophecy. And I literally broke down and started crying. Because I realized I was mad. Mad because I was frustrated and understand, didn't understand what was happening what what was going on it wasn't a point why why me no i didn't think the why me part why not me but you know it, it, and my heart goes out to you because i have broke down and cried and that's got them same questions you know what is this mm-hmm. why why is the attack so hard so real and and it's from people I know or I yeah. thought I know. Yeah. But you're going to wake up and you're going to soon learn them people got to live your life because he needs you to go in a different direction. You're one of his servants. You're yeah. one of his high-calling servants. You're a prophet. Yeah. So, you know, you're a prophet. You're an intercessor. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it hurt. It hurt my heart to hear that you you broke down and cried. <laughs> but 
And you, you called your mother. You could have called a friend, but you called your mother. So that was better than a friend. Yeah. But ask the Lord, what am I supposed to learn from this moment? Show me, direct me. Give me understanding and the wisdom to understand and see what you need me to see and understand. And go from there. And then on top of top of it, tell him, thank you for this lesson. I might not understand the lesson right now, but by and by I will. But thank you for this lesson. And and, and watch things begin to change. Things begin to change. Uh, take it from this 68-year-old lady that had to learn the hard knocks of life. Well, Lord telling me, go one way, I'm like, mm. You know, I give it to the Lord, then I turn around, take it back, let me fix it, because you're moving too slow. So, you know, hey, you're still young. You got it. You you got great opportunity. I'm still young. I tell y'all all the time, I love coming in the room because I learn something daily. If you live in life and don't learn something daily, something's wrong. We learn from our mistakes. We learn from the things we don't make mistakes on. You could have called me. I probably would have came down there and helped you fight some people. <laughs> hey, it, why you hurting my baby? Yeah, don't be hurting my baby. <laughs> that, that's the way it is. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate you, Mama Lynn. Mama Lynn said, I would have came down there and been ready to throw them hands. <laughs> I really do appreciate it. I really, really do. Some, and that's what I tell people. Sometimes you never know who to call. Me, I'm someone who I always just call on God. I never really had a lot of people around me. I would call on God, and then in the times where I feel it really, really am frustrated, of course, I just call on my mom because, like I said, I'm always the leader in a lot of my circles, which means a lot of people are always looking up to me, expecting me to, you know, to always be in a good position, be in the best position. And oftentimes I try to be, and oftentimes I am. I'm always in that position to help others and be a blessing to others but then you know sometimes when you want to build more you got to be able to have people around you who you know can really push you to that level and sometimes say when you're going up the enemy will try to use anybody so i appreciate you know even my mom just for being there and comprehending. here use the dog can <laughs> i hear use the dog amen because he so do be using that dog mama here dog just be barking and barking i be over here trying to pray and work and the dog just barking <laughs> but no i see my brother keith is in the room and yeah it's keith's birthday i don't know how old keith turned but it's Keith's birthday so we gonna go ahead and celebrate him for a moment Keith, turn up, man. Happy birthday, big dog. Wait, now before you do all that, before you do all that, what happened to you? What do you mean, what happened to me? Well, I was just talking about you crying and stuff. I came in on a sad note. You all right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I just had a, a bad day yesterday. I just had a oh, bad day Lord. yesterday. Like, I don't know. It was just a, a long weekend and a bad day. And then I woke up to this crazy text message. Um... That, yeah, I'm gonna talk about it a little bit later, but yeah, it's just, just oh. real, real foolishness. Well, friend, I'm sorry. 
pay. I'm still gonna shine. I don't know what, what the song said, Mama Land. I seen too many victories to let defeat have the last word. So Keith, I ain't even gonna be mad about it. That is so true. We're gonna pray and trust God. All right. Well, as long as you're all right. All right, proceed. <laughs> Go ahead and check in for me, Keith. Good morning. Happy Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much. I'm 35. Lord have mercy. Um so I don't know what I'm having for breakfast. I had a plan that when I got up this morning, I was going to cut up some steak um, that was in the refrigerator, some eggs, and make some toast. That was my plan. But um, I made the mistake of falling back to sleep and woke up right before it was time to clock in for work. So that went out the door. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to have for breakfast or whatever the case is. Um, as far as the weather... Um, I believe it's like 50-something degrees. No, it's 48 degrees, actually, with a high of 64 and a low of 41 here in Columbia, South Carolina. And, um, yeah, everything is good. It is my birthday, but I am at work, so it's just another day. But Why you didn't call off? It's your birthday. I would have called off. I wish I would, but the people tell me, so we really need you here. So I better get a gift card or something. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, that's their problem. Yeah, so I'm here at work. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> they say that's a them problem. We gotta tell them they to need out. to buy you at least a cupcake and stick a candle in it or something. <laughs> I- <laughs> I'm online. Stop. Here I come. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, they always talking about they need you, but do they really need you? They just want to see how loyal you are to them. That's all that is. Prophet, you're on mute. Oh, my fault. I was getting my breakfast. Amen. In Jesus' name, I had to get me some breakfast. <laughs> I stopped taking yeah, I off for my birthday. I really did. Um, you have to. That day is for you to enjoy. I believe everybody look, should take look, off look. My birthday, look, my birthday is 10 days after Christmas, five days after the new year. So if it don't fall on a, these are my certain days, Monday, Friday, or Wednesday. And I know you say, why Wednesday? That's the day I was born on. If it don't fall on them three days, Lynn ain't taking off. She's going to work. See, uh, I'm going to take off. Normally, my birthday falls on a holiday or weekend. I was originally born on Good Friday, 1993. It was a Good Friday, um, like the holiday. And I think Easter was that Sunday or stuff like that. But yeah, my birthday always falls around that time. Sometimes Easter would be in March um, instead of April, but yeah, I'm in the first couple of days. So I always try to take that day off or the weekend off or something like that. I believe everybody should do that for their birthday. I don't know, especially because you, especially if you are working adult, like you work, work hard, hard, like you working five days a week. Yeah, you definitely need to take off for your birthday at least. Come on now, this company should automatically give you that. But hey, it is what it is. Happy birthday, Keith. I hope you have a blessed one, a pleasant one. I will sing, but y'all don't be liking me to sing. And that probably going to make the views and the people leave the room. So I'm just going to leave it to somebody else to sing. But, you know, happy birthday in Jesus' name. (laughs) 
<laughs> Ebony, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Let me raise your hand. <laughs> Go ahead and check in with us this morning. <laughs> hey y'all, good morning. Um, I don't know what it is, but it is cold. Um, my heat is already on like 76. Um, it is freezing. Uh 40 degrees. It's 40 degrees. We will get up to 52. Um, I've had a good weekend. I had a leadership retreat this weekend. It was my first one for almost chief of staff. It was a lot of logistics, a lot of tracking people down and babysitting people to make sure they show up. So that was stressful. Meanwhile, my family was in a whole nother city. They traveled to a totally different retreat. And that was my first time away from my son since he's been born. So I was really sad. Um, and I couldn't call and FaceTime him every five minutes because I was busy. So today's just a weekend. Um, but we got through it. Church yesterday was great. And of course, I just laid around and loved my family all evening. Normally, we come home and take church naps. We didn't do that. We were just in the living room. Everybody stretched out on sofas. He had one kid. I had the other. And we all just watched TV, chilled out, ordered takeout for dinner, and just enjoyed each other. Uh, today, my body is feeling it. I would not be up unless my son woke up early, which he did. And he is on a thousand. I don't know if y'all can hear him, but he is just laughing and talking and giggling and having a good time. Uh, but mama is sleeping. So I hope he is going to be ready for his midday nap. Um, I'm tired. I need to get my house back together. I got to get my luggage back together. Or unpack. Everybody's luggage unpacked, rather. So I can wash my clothes. But um yeah, that's that's much again. I'm probably gonna eat me some cereal for breakfast. I'm gonna have some iced coffee to kinda get my day going and uh, yeah, that's my checking. And happy birthday to you. That's what's up, Ebony. You said y'all had went to two separate conferences this weekend? That's crazy. Yeah, I had to throw my church's leadership retreat. So we went to Ocean City. And then my husband, before this was planned, my family was supposed to be going to a hemophilia retreat, which is in Cambridge. They're both about an hour. No, Cambridge is an hour 45 away. Ocean City is like two hours and 45 minutes away. Um, so we were at two different locations away from home about an hour apart from each other. Um, but yeah, we were both packed and away from home this weekend. That's crazy. Oh, is that so sweet? And you missed your babies. Right. So <laughs> but after that first or second time, you know you're going to be saying, yay! Okay, I'm going to leave like that. Not the baby. Rain, I'm cool. Like, once Rain got to the age... Well, I knew she was like, she could kind of talk back to me on FaceTime. It wasn't so bad. Roman's not at that point yet. Like, he smiled when my face came on the screen. When I said certain little stuff, he smiled. But he can't, come, you know, really talk to me. Rain, you know, she she <laughs> She's full blown conversation. Not so much. And this, this really was my, like, first time. Ebony, he's going to be talking before you know it. He gonna yeah, he's already talking. saying my mom. See, see, I can't wait to meet him. All of y'all, matter of fact. Yeah, we're gonna make it happen. It looks like 
the bishop's consecration might might be that first opportunity. So by then he'll be walking and all that good stuff. But for now, we all live through our Facebook and Instagram memories. I, you know, I feel like I know people through their their posted stuff. So yeah. All right, all right. Well, Bishop, thank you for entering the room. I'm going to throw it over to you because I'm over here eating. I'm over here eating pancake with some eggs and some watermelon and drinking my tea. In Jesus' name. Bishop, it's on you. Good morning. Where is the fanfare? Where is the... Where is the I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> oh, you need some horns? No, 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 no. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> hope everybody's doing well today. It's a good day, and um, I'm, I'm alive. I'm awake, which means there's purpose and things to do. So glad to be here. Hope everybody's well. It's chilly outside uh, right now. According to my thermometer, that's outside. It's 57 degrees, which is kind of chilly. A little chilly. A little chilly. So. Um, Trying to get myself together. Actually, I'm doing some laundry this morning. Kind of getting up a little bit. Got my devotions done. Um, trying to make sure I do that on a regular basis like I need to. So, you know, sometimes it's just, you just get up and, you know, I tried to, you know, try to do it a different way one day. And, and I was like, okay, let me just go ahead on and let me just make sure I actually consciously really pray and 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 not just let it be a thing that i just kind of do during the course of the day and and i will still be doing that but i think a lot of times we have to really be honest with ourselves and like they ain't really going in like you really need to go in so yeah. anyway i'm just thankful that i can actually feel the reins of of holy spirit to pull pull in and whatnot do what need to be need to be done my goodness what in the world are you doing are you cooking or are you eating? And if you're eating, mighty savior, smacking and 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 playing of 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 uh, of, of of instruments and whatnot. Oh, he done gonna mute now. Thank God. All right. Hallelujah. It's, it's like what in the world? Now I'm curious. What are you eating? You know, I usually y'all know where I'm at. Pastor Charles. Lord. He, he having pancakes, watermelon, eggs and sweet tea the combination itself okay okay it ain't too bad i guess uh he need to be drinking some water instead of some sweet tea but i'm gonna leave i got water right here and it's not sweet tea mama it's hot tea you got a little sugar in it but no well i'm sorry you know you did you didn't mention what you meant i didn't even i didn't make mention of that because i think it just blocked out and you brought it back, Mom Lynn. Thank you so much for helping me. I was like clang and just all that noise just going. I was like, what in the world? Is Smacking hard. Smacking hard. Is it is the food that good? It is delicious. Uh okay, never mind. All right. Well, anyway, it's a good day, everybody. And I guess uh maybe some of y'all have already seen on my Facebook post or and on the posts and stuff like that. Uh, one of the bishops in Church of God in Christ passed away. He's like a major player. He's one of the general board members, Bishop Cedric Daniels out of uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, now, you may you may say, okay, that's just another bishop, whatever. But um, he's one of the movers and shakers of the church in terms of, not even just of the church, but yeah, of the church. 
you know, we've all heard of Bishop Blake, but Bishop and um, but Bishop Blake is probably the one that's probably most prominent. Um, but Bishop Daniels is one of those as well. I mean, especially over in his area, um, over there in Wisconsin and stuff like that. Known for business acumen, known for being lead, good leader, great leader. Um, one one that was, you know, when people say, uh, "Lord, give me the city," well, he had the city. Um, wow. And so, you know, one of those kind of people. So, um, but definitely just a not, it seems it's, I, I never got close to him in terms of being able to, you know, stick his hand that I know of, I think maybe once or twice, if that, you know, going to conventions and stuff like that. But it is kind of a, it's kind of a little bit of a shock. And of course, hindsight being 2020, of course, you know, somebody knew something, but um, he was supposed to preach on one of the nights of the convocation and they had a letter that was writ written uh by him uh so they said and and that he was uh you know not able to come but you know wishing that he could and all of a sudden the last night of the thing we find out he's gone you know so oh. I'm, like, I'm like what in the world jesus so he you know, went up there with the rest of the bishops no he wasn't there at all this week he wasn't there at all wow. this week He's he was he's been ill. So, but you can best believe somebody knew something. You know, yeah. they knew they knew something. But you know, but that's how some of those kind of things go. They want to make sure that they do stuff with dignity and that kind of thing. And but I just I just wish that they you know I guess they, they you know they said well saints just pray and about, like you 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 could have called a whole prayer meeting for the man or something. You know, maybe the Lord would have <laughs> kept him here or if that's what, what was necessary. But, you know, as good is that you have to go through death, go through death as the last enemy. But but God receives them. He receives all those that belong to him. And so um, but that, what's great, though, is that when you can make a make a great mark on people and they have they don't have to ever shake your hand. <clears throat> They don't ever have to do anything to you or say anything to you personally, but you can glean from their life. And that, that, that to me is, that's something to be said. So yeah. anyway, yeah. but yeah. And if it, when I think about it, that's what I want. That's what I would want. I want to be able to have the kind of, have the kind of life that you may not ever meet me. If you, if you never get the, get the opportunity to meet me, you will know that you've been with someone that knows Jesus. And that's, that's a big thing. So anyway, uh, I'll go on mute on that. God bless everybody. I'm here. I'm ready for the conversation. Let's go for it. Listen, it's the weekend rewinding. You didn't already kind of kicked it off with um Bishop Cedric. And I ain't gonna cap. Y'all please don't beat me up. But why is that man name spelled like that? Why is it S E G C W I C K What? Who spells Cedric like that? Set no, it's Sedgwick. That's a like a uh it's a name. I mean, it's like a. It's, it's a name. Kind of, it's kind of regal. Shut up. It's kind of like <laughs> a regal. I mean, it's a regal name. You know. I mean, it's nothing. I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't name my son Cedric. But, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, that's his my name. Point exactly. so, huh? I said that was my point exactly. Who would name it like Cedric? Who was born in fifty something in the fifties? So that was probably if it may have been someone else's name. Uh, maybe he's named after his father. I don't know. I don't know. It's probably going to come out in the wash. If it don't come out in the wash, it'll come out in the rinse. If it don't come out in the rinse, it'll come out in the dry. <laughs> Pastor Charles, how you say it the right way again? How you say it? Say, say it again. How did you say the man, the first name? Sedgwick. Sedgwick. 
Cedric. You you act like you ain't never heard a name like that before. You know? We heard Cedric. I heard it, but I don't even, you know, I was born in the 50s, but <laughs> late 50s at that. So I don't remember hearing a name like that. Unheard of Cedric. It sounds like it's, Scottish, like it might be Scottish or something. I don't think that's an American name. Right. Yeah. And it's just the way it's spelled. It's S E D G. Like, why well, I got a G in the middle of it? S E D G W I C K. Cedric. It has a, has a, I mean, you know, like I said, I wouldn't name my child that, but it does have kind of a regal kind of tone to it, I guess. And maybe whoever, I think his mom or somebody raised, I mean, did it. I don't know. And they probably figured they would, that's what they would name the kid, you know? I don't, I mean, I don't know what they could nickname them, maybe call him Cedric. I don't know. You know? Cedric. It's English, y'all. I knew it was foreign. It's English. It yeah, English see. Origin. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> like Wells. <laughs> well, that's what's up. Well, I mean, hey, that's one of the highlights of this weekend, and we got some more to go. Because when I tell you this Kojic convention thing, Holy Convocation had me, whoa. Man, it was funny. It was hilarious. You and your commentary. So man, you and your commentary. I said, he carried the guilt up in here. To those those diehard kids, so Kojic folks, you better be glad I'm I'm not in that group no more. But man, <laughs> don't be talking about Karen. Don't be talking about the prince. Oh, I'm gonna talk. And I don't, and I'm gonna talk about him, and I don't care. Cause See, what did Karen have on? Lord Jesus, it was circles. Oh, goodbye. God bless. <laughs> right. Somebody should have told her that one. It that one. It Karen. That one. It. <laughs> Well, I you know, she it, always. You know, they from Detroit. They from Detroit, right? And they always dress different. You know, they all. I couldn't wear all that stuff. My mama tried to get me to wear a hat, and I was like, "Mm, mama, you should have seen them hats, child." Mm-mm. You seen them and then I would have got mad. I'm sitting behind <laughs> you. You got on this big. You take that hat off. <laughs> nah, mm-mm, never mind. It was the hats for me, Mama Lynn. I'm talking about they was hat down. They was had it down. I looked at them. I think it was the last day. Was it yesterday? Was the last day? I don't know. One of them days. And they had did like a a, a drone pan view, Pastor Charles. You know, where they was just panning over the crowd. And I'm telling you, it looked like the Beyonce concert. All that black and silver. It looked like the Renaissance. Kind <laughs> of. It looked like the Renaissance concert. <laughs> I said, who told them to put this on? Who told, like, who sent out the the, the colors, the agenda? Somebody please sign me up for the next one. Because I'm telling you, that's probably a whole, a whole, a whole shebang. And I ain't going to cap, I've been to an AIM conference. They done held AIM conference in um, Birmingham, Alabama before. How you get down there, Ebony? <laughs> they done held AIM conference in Birmingham, Alabama before. But I ain't never been to the Holy Convocation conference conferences or convention whatever it is but just from watching it first of all service be too long service be too long they need to cut it down i'm sorry service is not supposed to be that long secondly like where all them people came from how they fit in there and lastly pastor charles how the bishop get over a hundred thousand dollars please please let me be a bishop can you designate me to be a bishop i'm trying to be a bishop designate too Elected or selected, one or the other. I'm trying to be one of them. If I'm I can, the X all in that, Lord Jesus. <laughs> so, 
first of all, I can't describe the entire thing, but I will say uh, my first time ever going to the national to the convention or holy convocation was in 1990. That was my first time. And um, in my first time going, it was just amazing to see all these people that you've heard of or famous people you know, that are in the church or whatever. It was it's amazing. I mean, you you get to rub so shoulders with Hezekiah these folks. Walker and all of them yeah. on the front row together. Yeah, I get you. You get to rub shoulders with these folks. Mm -hmm. You know, you get to be able to you walk in the church, and you'll be like for me i was sitting in there and i was to walked in and in the back of the church it was crowded like i don't know what at mason temple at the time and um i was just standing there and and you could see in the distance maddie moss clark up there at that time she was alive you could see her up there get ready to direct you could see twinkie on the on the hammond organ and hear her by the way um and then um i'm standing up there and i'm i'm in the back of the church and just uh you know look marvel at the at the big how big mason temple is and then uh bishop ford at the time was alive he was uh talking god bless you god bless the church of god he was just going going you know and then um he's gone he's leaving and then the choir's going to say and i'm standing in back and all of a sudden next to me is like uh people started parting like the red sea and I'm standing right there in the middle of it, and I didn't know what was going on. And Bishop Ford comes right there next to me. And he's right there, and you know, they were getting ready to move me out of the way. And Bishop Ford, how you doing, son? God bless you. He's just shaking my hand like he was gonna shake it off. And let me tell you, I, that right there was the highlight of the, I was like, I just walked in here, Lord, and the presiding <laughs> bishop just reached out and shook my hand. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, um, I, I never forgot it. But my point is, though, is that it is a, it is a. You, you got to understand, this is Church of God in Christ worldwide. This is the largest Black Pentecostal church, um, uh, to get that be a, a gathering, uh, of all. And we got church, it's Church of God in Christ. As I said, we Church of God in Christ is all over the world, and. This is when they gather. And if everybody in Church of God in Christ came to that convention, it would shut the city down. So that's probably not even, I don't think it, that, that was even one third of the people um, that are in or that are part of the coach, Church of God in Christ. So anyway, but it's a great convention, large. It's um, it's usually very, very informative. I mean, it used to be more political back in the day, more, much more. Um, I think now this year, um, it looked very, very good. Like they enjoyed the Lord, they had church. But the, it was funny, I, I was kind of thinking, I was like, Lord, did they, did they shout every night? Yeah, I think they danced every night, but but of course they 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 let it happen. That but the uh, I will say this, and I'm very proud and I'm thankful. Um, during the course of the week, during the middle middle part, early parts of the week, uh, sometimes musicians, uh, good musicians, are scarce, and so what they did was, uh, my son is friends with others that are in church of God in Christ, and he's played with them on other venues and for other reasons and stuff for their albums and stuff and so what they did was they hired him to come and to be a part so they got this 
dream team together, sort of, and and my son was involved with it, and they asked. Oh yeah, he was in the band. Yeah, and so I mean, man, he's up there playing, and you know, some were like, why, why we got to go outside? The Church of God in Christ, like, well, technically he's not outside. He was born in this, you know. He was, you know, he he, when he was born, he was he was I was a Kojic minister, and uh, so he was he's he got just as much right to be there as anybody else. So shout out. How about that? Ain't that right, Mama Lynn? I'm sorry. I, I, just shut up. You ain't got nothing to say. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but, but Scripture says your gift will be removed. So, so, Pastor Charles, your son was there this year? Yes, ma'am. He, yep. was, he was playing. They even caught him on God camera. bless him. Yeah, yeah he, he got it right. He was born in it. Hey, he got, probably got more rice than some of them. That's Shut up. Even if he didn't, though, that's the stuff that makes them seem cultish. And they wonder why people say that. Why does it matter? Yeah. He's part of the body of Christ. Like, who cares? Yeah. That that's the stuff that makes them look crazy. And then they, you know, have so much to say online. It's stuff like that. It's that attitude, like, you gotta be born in. You got who cares? We're all part of the body of Christ. Like, who cares? <laughs> Whether he was born in or not, the thing of it is, you hey, he might want to come be a part. You know, we had to stop. We got to stop. We got to stop. You don't know and if y'all musicians was doing available, the they would him. That's right. There you go. Y'all musicians is torn around the country with R&B artists. So solve that first. Facts, facts. Good. Good morning, y'all. What's up? Nothing. It's so good to see y'all. I haven't been on forever. But that's like because I'm in Memphis. Uh-huh. You sound like you was in the bed. I'm waking up. It was a long night. I had a wedding. Um, I'm back home in Memphis for the weekend. Um, but of course, I was here doing complication. Uh, so grow. So I can talk about it. Like growing up in Memphis, so uh, whole life have attended complication. It's kind of um, if you're in Memphis, you're basically like you're Kojic and Baptist by default. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like like literally. No, like seriously. Like everyone is Kojic and Baptist by default. Um, That's what I found out. Come back, we can't hear you. I hope Elder in the room is Elder in the room. She from Memphis, and she says she glad she wasn't there this year because you couldn't even get a, whole, a, a reservation. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know. So everybody just kind of like it's a big melting pot. So we talk about like growing up in Memphis. It's different church wise. Like they're like, oh yeah, Baptist is shut. Yeah, it's like the same influence, but and like have coaches that are very, very intellectual that are from Memphis, um, which was in the re- the Renaissance of that with the Dillard family, uh, who's gonna be presiding bishop soon. Um, that's a whole nother whole nother story. But um I was gonna say, um, so about the born in thing, it's they say that in jest, but what they really mean is that you have to, you have to join the church. Like and for a lot of times, um, a lot of people uh, in Kojic churches will, will be rebaptized uh, under the Kojic thing, just kind of to, to mimic that Azusa um, street revival uh, that happened with Bishop Mason. Um, but I'll say this, com- convocation is an entire mood. Uh, it does shut down the city. Historically, it did it shut down the city for a week. So we always said that the saints were coming. And so when the saints came, literally the, everything in the city turned towards catering to the saints. Like 
every single thing restaurants hotel um hospitality all that which is just kind of the Memphis scene because this is what you know they consider um is home right mason temples here um the first kojic churches um are here um most of the, you know the pat everyone knows ge patterson right but the patterson family is literally the legacy of the masons um and so if you are patterson most people who last name is patterson in memphis they carry the name mason patterson because they never made that they never made that separation uh, to just kind of show that lineage show um, pentecostal temple uh temple of deliverance everyone's last names are mason patterson um you have charles harrison mason patterson who's the pastor of pentecostal temple who's the grandson of j.o patterson right and so um but it's, it's an entire mood um memphis is different um when kojic is here um, I'm glad to have come home. Like it felt different being here and seeing so many uh, great people. And I'm like Pastor Charles. You see people that you know are church famous. I don't want to say are famous, but they church famous. They church because, famous. Because <laughs> um, outside of church, I don't know who people are. But um, <laughs> you see all the church famous people, and it's just it's really, really, really dope. And um, and everybody's coaching for a week in Memphis. So all the attire. Now to the Clark's, um, the Clark's um, attire has always been heavily influenced by the um, British Royals. And so if you guys know Robert, Robert Craig, um, who does all of their stuff, he patterns every single thing after the Royal family. So that's, it's considered avant-garde. So a lot of it doesn't really make sense, but their hair is Detroit. That's all Detroit, but the clothes they wear like really, really influenced by like um, English, like royalty, which is wild. And the same with um, Stephanie Dillard, who was Linwood Dillard's wife, very, very great friend, just very, very humble. But when she stepped into a room, everybody knows she's there, but everybody knows that the queen is Louise Patterson. But she has gone on to glory and we need somebody else new. And nobody knows who the new fashion maven is going to be because there hasn't been one that has arisen yet. But praise well, the Lord. the church of God in Christ. <laughs> yeah, but it'll, it'll probably be Stephanie Dillard. It'll be, it'll be Stephanie Dillard. Because the Dillard family is the new... Um, the new Kojic legacy, the Dillard family. And LaShawn Dillard, LaShawn Dillard Barry, who is Linwood's little sister, was one of the first, this past week, was one of the first women to preach on that stage and wreck the house on the main stage. That has not happened from a woman who has preached at Kojic on that main stage in How long, who was it? Um, LaShawn Dillard Barry. What night she preached on? Um, uh, Monday or Tuesday. So I gotta go back and catch up on them because I ain't get to. They, well, they you may not find them because they coach has snatched down everything. They said y'all not gonna get all this for free. Y'all better show up or watch live. <laughs> not that it snatched them all down, Carlos. Absolutely. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but yeah, she she wrecked. She wrecked that place. And they said everybody that came behind her could not hold a candle to her. That's crazy. But once again, and, and once again, which is amazing, the Dillard family has set this whole new standard of, you know, going to have a potential presiding bishop that is extremely educated, along with the entire family. So they've all committed to going back to seminary, all getting doctoral degrees. All of their children are in school for different things. And Ebony, you appreciate this. Um, Stephanie Dillard, 
her bachelor's is in dietary, um, what is it called? Dietary, whatever. Um, and she went and got a master's in counseling because one of her goals is to expand the ways in which Kojic provides mental health services to their members. And as the first lady of AIM, that's like one of her goals, which is amazing. That's kind of dope. Yeah, I'm on here now looking at it. Oh, all I see is stuff about this Sedgwick dude. Don't just say Sedgwick, do Bishop Sedgwick Daniels. Bishop Daniels. All I see is go. Bishop Daniels. My it's not that hard to say that man name, Prophet. Ced, I say Cedric. They say that ain't it. Because I said the hood way. That man named Cedric. Sedgwick. Call him Bishop. You just... Like the wick of a candle. We call him Bishop Daniels. He'll be all right. I ain't gonna cap though. One um, of the highlights. Literally, literally, shout out to my friend, my big brother from Tampa and New Jersey, Bishop Anthony Wilbur Gilliard, who killed doing convocation. He he, he, pre he preached this week, Jerry? Yes. Okay, I gotta go back. Now, Big, Gilliard Big, is another one. Is is another educated one that's, that didn't change their paradigm. <laughs> Let me tell you, Gilliard is not only a part of New Jersey, but he is the uh, presiding prelate over the uh, Tampa region. He preached because somebody was couldn't come because they were sick. Hold up. Prophet Jerry, he preached because Cedric couldn't be there. Right, right. Okay, okay. Yep, yep, because right. Daniels was supposed to come. And he was they, supposed and, to come. And, he and they didn't tell anybody that he was sick. Yep. Right. And I said to myself, myself said, hmm. <laughs> I said, whoever this individual, no, I promise you. I said to myself, I said, whoever this individual is, I heard that this was like the letter of Absolutely, I'm not coming back anymore. I felt that. I really did. When that when that bishop who started all that mess in that church read that letter, I said, whoever this individual is, it's like they're sending their farewell letter. That's what I felt like. They read the letter in oh, service? Wow. Yeah, they read it before, before bishop... Uh... The, the bishop uh, spoke that uh, Prophet Jerry is talking about. Uh, yeah, they read it before. And oh, I was okay. like, they knew something then. Somebody knew something then. I know it felt it felt eerie, that's for sure. It felt like, oh my goodness, why does this feel weird? You know, you know, you know that you know that for me. That's I'm I'm a high, I'm not a hindsight prophet, but it but it is does you know you got to say what you got to say. It's the truth. It did feel a little eerie. Did you? So you didn't see this at all, Kenneth? I didn't. I didn't see. Um the gilliard night but i knew daniels was supposed to preach but then i was traveling and stuff so yeah that it, yeah, yeah gotcha yeah because it that was it was it was it, yeah, i was watching it online but let me tell you well i will say this i'm gonna say this one more time as, as a toot the horn of my my son again listen one of the things that my son is good at is driving in terms of if you're gonna if you're gonna put him out there on the drums he will drive you he will drive you, and he was driving them folks, and they was they they were like, who who is that on the drums? I said, well, listen, 
Charles C3 Reed. Charles Reed will drive you if you let him. And he don't he, he don't play with that. He's he's very good at what he, he does. I'm telling them boys be playing. They be playing. But Pastor Charles, I know like ham and cheese. This man, y'all talking about this man in his wheelchair, then sat here and read this letter. Why didn't let this man sit there on the stage with his wheelchair? There was nobody in no wheelchair reading no oh. letters. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is he I'm on the wrong night. I'm on you the on the wrong, wrong night. night. <laughs> Look, I'm on the wrong night. Because this man show sitting in his wheelchair with this mic trying to sing. And let's try to figure out why they why they why they be having these old folks up on this stage. Because they ain't gonna kill <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Jerry, you know somebody else would have took me out this weekend. Pastor Charles, Proppy. Proppy. <laughs> that Proppy. Don't you get Kelly. old? Don't you get old? Don't you get old? <laughs> don't you get old? Cause them kids Mama, gonna be I laughing at to you. Can, I can't wait. <laughs> can I tell y'all one thing? I don't like though, and, and I've said this to some of my culture friends. I don't like their setup. What did you like, mean? I, I thought Baptist setup, like our convention setup was bad, our stage setup, but I I loathe their setup because they have so many chairs oh, yeah. and now have the choir forced like all the way to the back. All the way back, yeah. Like, like they're like all the way. Mm-hmm. Like behind 300 chairs and the only way you can see what's going on is by the screens. Like, I, that's the one thing I don't like. Yeah, you're right. Cause they are far back, and they got all the bishops in the world on this stage. Everybody got to be important. Everybody got to be seen <laughs> on the main stage. That's the problem. Right. Everybody got to be on the stage. I ain't gonna tell you, Mama Lynn, I ain't talking about the old folks too bad. Cause I ain't gonna cap. I want to be old. I can't wait to get old, and I'm gonna be just like Mother Frances Kelly. I'm gonna be on that stage just be funny. When I tell you that lady takes me out every year, like I, it never fails. Mother Kim, Kim never fails to be funny for some reason. And I even posted the clip this morning. Hey, hey Nick, Mother Kelly said, "Now hold it, brother. Now hold it. <laughs> now hold it." <laughs> did she, did, didn't she tell him? Now, now, now y'all know that was the second time she told him stop. <laughs> Mother Kelly don't play, dog. She he he slid, he slid back in playing. Right. Now you can tell she wanted to. You know she a cuss too. And right, she, uh, right. She was trying not to cuss. <laughs> Look, thank you, God is in the room. Hello, God has been in this meeting from beginning until now. He will get it to the end. <laughs> she took the mic off the thing and walked over there. That's okay. Cool it, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not cool. Let <laughs> <laughs> me get this place in the atmosphere. She was going to go home. <laughs> Lord, the the way she grabbed that mic, the way she grabbed that mic off that thing, she, she's like, you know, I would be quiet. You know, he could. <laughs> to ask him in there, and she went up there and grabbed that mic and was going to grab it. She was ready to throw it if she could have. I promise you. <laughs> Listen, Mother Kelly got something. I promise you. I promise you, uh, Mother Kelly is my grandmother in my head. I promise you. She, <laughs> See, she, 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 she
That's what she wants to. And if she said it, the people would have been like, you right, mother. Right. Right. Because she could say whatever she want to say. That's Louise Patterson's sister. She can say whatever she want to say. And that's why they keep letting her up there. I don't mean no harm, but I really just be wondering, like, why do y'all keep putting her up here? Why do y'all keep putting her up here? What is the point every year? She gonna say like, what what she is the point? She going to say what she needs to she say. She would have said, she would have said, okay, Nick, she would have said, now shut the hell up now. Well, 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 well. <laughs> she would have covered it up by that. Well, 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 well. <laughs> and then, and then went back. To what the made her girl. go up there in the first place? You said she what made her go up there? Yes. Oh, she's the head of the prayer band. Mm. She was up there supposed to be praying and introducing the board and stuff. <laughs> she, she, she's the she's the head of prayer. She, she do what she want to do. She can get up there anytime. She can stop a service. Literally. I, I know. I kid you not. If she feel led to pray, she can stop a service and say, let me up here and pray. And they will stop that service. You better believe it because she is the successor of Mother Elsie Shaw. Thank you for the kindness. Hello, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, 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 Look up Mother Elsie Shaw. I'm telling and, you. And, and Prophet, we could tell you this. You know where the trend for all these um, preachers and stuff wearing shades and stuff? Uh-huh. That came from Elsie Shaw. It came from Elsie Shaw. And you know, uh, Prophet uh, Nathan Simmons got his prayer mantle from Elsie Shaw. Yeah. He sounds just like Elsie Shaw. Don't he, Kay? Yep. Yes, sir. Are y'all saying the letter L C? No, L C E L S I E. And most of most of your like your prominent like prayer warriors now, male prayer warriors, they're modeled after Elsie Shaw, Elsie Shaw, and um and uh, Francis Kelly. And even what's his name talks about it in Chicago. What's his name? Um. Um. You know what I'm talking about. Large church. Come on, uh, church? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No, mm -mm. Uh, what's his name? Lord. Pentecostal. Glasses. Uh, Stuart Afro. Lord. <sighs> big, big T. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, but you know who he's talking about? He do, he does the, um, is it 72 hours of prayer? Oh, man. John Hanna. John Hanna. That's it. He talks. He, he talks about that's where his ministry was. Wait a minute. Out. Did Pastor that Charles say big teeth? He did. Yeah, he did. Oh. Sorry, Lord. Sorry. <laughs> John Hanna says that Kojic didn't. What did he say? He says money. Kojic didn't provide any solid male models, male role models for ministry. He sure did. In his testimony, when he, and he was right. 
spiritually or character-wise when he was growing up. And he said they were trying to, you know, he wanted to get next to them because he wanted the he wanted the anointing yeah. from them, and they thought it was something else, like he wanted them. And so he would run to the prayer room. How about that? And notice that was the last time he preached in the Kojic sure stage. I know you. See, I'm trying to find all these highlights. Tuesday night speaker, Bishop Daryl Hines. Who is he? I don't know none of these people. Daryl You don't know who Daryl Hines is? No, Jesus. Help him, Jesus. Help him, Lord. Help him. Okay. Oh, see, I don't know all these people. I know the word. I don't keep up with, I don't keep up with the Koji roster. I, I don't. I Y'all have all that churchiness, child. I'm I'm trying to run the church I'm in charge of, child. I, I do not keep up with all these wide preachers at large. If you are not on the largest stage or I have not encountered you in my ministry travels, I probably do not know who you are. It that's just too much to keep up with for me. Did Bishop Younger preach there this this week though? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, okay. They never had. I don't know if Coach ready for. They I don't know if Coach ready for Bishop Younger. They would never. Have Ebony, I don't know if Coach ready for. Shut it down. Never, ever, ever, ever. That service would end in a in a whole uh, carrying repentance service. They would never have that. If a Bishop Younger, he he, uh, uh-uh. because B- Bishop Younger walks. Even though he's a bishop, but he's a prophet, like bona fide prophet. And I don't think Kojic is ready for a bona fide prophet on the main stage. They're not ready. The only prophet that Kojic really embraced was Nathan Simmons, in my opinion. The only well, they, they did embrace did. Brian Carney at one point. Until he started Please. He was never on the main stage. He was never on the main stage. I'm talking about the main stage. International Church of God in Christ. They never embraced him. Mm-mm. They yeah. just want pretty church. They want pretty political church. That's it. They're not. They're not calling a prophet. They're not calling anybody that's going to dig something out. They're not calling for that. Even I honestly feel like even the, you know, those that they call, you know, raw like a, you know, Mother Kelly, whatever. I still feel like that's fairly censored. They don't let them go, but so far. Um, and what they can call out, you know, what they can come against. They don't let them go, but so far it's very political. And I think that's why that's just a particular organization I could not really see myself a part of. Um, I, I'm, I'm so for church politics at this particular point in my life. Listen, They shut down that bishop, that one bishop that got up there one year and called out uh, gay people and said, I hope you bleed from your butt. They, they, yes, Lord. They, yeah. What's his name, Pastor Charles? I forgot his name. Um, they did a campaign against that man. I'm telling you. That's the last time I, I saw somebody in coaching. I can't remember his name. But he he, showed, he, he went he, for the juggler. He's still pressing now. He, he still does <laughs> videos against them. He got a YouTube video. He, he comes against them all the time on there. I can't think of his name. I, I sure forgot. I was see if I could see if I could look up some stuff here to find him. I I, I think I might have blocked him even. Uh, 
That's crazy. I'm still going down coaching page. But that's what I mean. They're tolerant. They're tolerant of what they're tolerant of. Don't shake. Don't shake the boat too much. You know, it's it's kind of their thing. There's there's certain stuff they are not gonna let you come up against. Certain stuff. All right, go ahead. You can tackle it. But um, yeah. If it's something that's gonna ruffle the majority, or that's gonna cause you know great upset, they don't they don't care how deeply rooted it is. Don't touch it. Um. Yeah, I mean, we we gonna, we gonna call stuff out now. Let's call it out. Let's we gonna preach against it. Let's preach against it. Don't protect particular their audiences because you're afraid of of what the outcome could be. You're afraid of the numbers dropping. That that's just that's political to me. Uh, which again, why there are certain preachers who will never touch that stage. That's crazy. That's crazy. I just can't do all the royal regalia. I know they be up there hot in them outfits. I wonder, like, well, I know y'all hot in it. Lord, yeah, God, work on my mind, because I'll be under mine's butt naked. <laughs> Mama, Lee, y'all got to pray for me. <laughs> Pastor Charles, pray for me. Because <laughs> why they got on these big, hot robes? Jesus Christ. Okay. Those are vestments, and um, it's that's a part of the thing. Most most people probably don't think anything of the heat. Most don't, I would think, but we'll see. Yeah, because y'all be having whole suits under them, too. No, sir. No, no, you don't. Most of them do not. They have their slacks on, but I can tell you myself from running protocol, a lot of those gentlemen have on wife beaters, <laughs> and them collar shirts and then they don't even have the whole collar shirt they have the I can't think of what they call it right now the little vest joints that have the collar on I can't think of the name of it the proper name of it right now um, well you don't even have to put a whole shirt on to have the collar on um, no, no sir they are not fully dressed under that I found a hack the last time I actually had to be in full regalia I have a fan um, it is around a string that goes around my neck it looks like a little box and it is a fan and it blows air upward and that thing saved my life during convocation Ooh, that thing saved my life I, I, I need to send an Amazon link to everybody with vestments and the box is so small it's so small um, that it's not going to create you know like a bulky presence but Ooh, that thing is a blessing to the body. I also always have my USB fan in my purse. Um, so I can carry that fan anywhere at any time. And it's 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 so, you know, compact. But it is very, very helpful. Uh, those vestments are hot. Hot, 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 hot. hot. Especially when you, you do the kind of church that we do. High and holy church. Um, yeah, it's hot. I'm sorry to say this, but I got to see it. I feel sorry for any woman that's going through menopause and have to have on all that stuff. They be them fainting. They wouldn't make it. I'm, I'm just telling you the truth. Wouldn't make it. Because um, I remember seeing the choir. You'd be having on them big, thick robes. Well, women got smart. They didn't have on a dress. They had on... Uh, they undergarments and a slip. They didn't. Mm -mm. Yeah. It, too high. Too high. <laughs> Them women was fighting and they thought they had the Holy Ghost. Lord have mercy. They was fighting because they was high. 
I'm talking about church service is two hours long, four hours long. They church all day. Not that long, man. It's not that long. It really ain't. It's not. Because this live say four hours and thirty five minutes. That's probably they had probably had to march in and march out and then right. all the different preliminaries. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're Why in it, it's, it's really not that, that long. When you're active in the service, it's really not. It, it does. When you're in a good, high, active service, it, that four hours really doesn't feel like four hours. Like, look at all these people in here. They really can fit all these people inside Mason Temple for real? It's got to be like 20,000 people. All them people can't fit in Mason Temple now. No. <laughs> no, they cannot fit in Mason Temple. Temple. Yeah, but at the Renaissance, they in that Renaissance Center, that was actually a smart move. They were going to be somewhere else, but they moved that beach there, which was used to be called Cook Convention Center. That's what it used to have it anyway. But it's really, really nice compared to what it used to like back in the day. And, yeah, uh, you know, back in the day, Cook Convention Center was a big old stadium kind of a place. wasn't no 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 carpet on the floor, and and bleachers everywhere it was you know it was it was it served the purpose of that time but now it's it's different got screens got all this other kind of stuff sound you know but i right, I, I, thought right, it was, I thought it was i thought it was good i thought it was good other than i'm I'm probably with k nick about the setup on the stage i think they could really do that differently and it would it would probably make it so that it's it's a little bit more um for lack of a better way to say churchy because that stage is way too has to, it's way too many people on the stage, facing in, that are just there because and you are on the stage that means you're you're important. No, come down off that stage and, and come on the floor. You don't get down with everybody else and let those they that need to be up there be up there. Down on the floor, put all them you chairs, see? make it the first five, ten rows, whatever. They just right. need the main people up there. That's it. But everybody, everybody got to be seen. Everybody has to be acknowledged. And we can't even see you. And to see all of the people, we don't need to see you. So what's the point? But those cameras, they'll I mean, be rolling, rolling up there. I'll tell you, that's that's funny. My my son was talking about how that, uh, you know, sometimes the camera was in his face. He was like, get out of the way before I hit your camera. <laughs> <laughs> when, when he was playing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm looking at the different services. Like, they had a youth night that was real dope. I like that they do have things going on sometimes. Because they do seem better. And all of them ain't on the stage for youth night. But then I see what y'all talking about. But then my thing is, like, they could have had the uh, choir come in front. Well, no, we can't have them on the altar. Well, yeah, you're right. They just need to move all them extra people off the stage there. Cause Pastor Charles, what's the difference between the red robe? Cause he got on the red one. Everybody else got on the purple one, and then these other people got on fuchsia. <laughs> okay, so the red, the uh, red robe is that that one that he has is blood red, and that is actually his his presiding bishop. So he his is going to be that color. The the general board is going to be the um just like a fuchsia kind of color. Well, not quite. Yeah. Kind of fuchsia color. Those are all general board members. There's uh, is that that reddish purple look. Then the jurisdictional bishops. Theirs are all straight up purple. In our Reformation, it's uh, that's the overseer's color. So, um, 
But the presiding bishop always is red, absolutely red. Yeah, just like full blood red. Um, but the other thing is, um, then oh, the last one is. Go- oh, okay, what's the last one? The black, they just had black. They had black. Yeah. Uh, those are auxiliary bishops. They're bishops, but they're not over any kind of um, necessarily any jurisdiction. They're not. So um, that's that's how that kind of runs. But yeah. So they just a bishop, but they ain't about they ain't they ain't, they ain't a jurisdictional bishop. Correct, correct. They may be over a department, possibly, but most of the time they are auxiliary. And they maybe they, they probably are in waiting or made a bishop because of their church or maybe their church size. Could be anything, but uh, but they are bishops nonetheless. Um, they're just not over a jurisdiction. But everybody that's purple. They're over a jurisdiction. They're in some state and over a jurisdiction. Some uh, people set a gathering of churches. Um, yep, that's what makes them who they are. In our, in, in our Reformation, in our Reformation, uh, like I said, the purple is an overseer. Um, the um, That uh, reddish, that fuchsia, reddish purple, that's a bishop and usually over a group gathering of people. And then the next one, of course, the presiding bishop is always in red. Uh, that's 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 pretty. It's pretty standard now, I guess. It's kind of been standardized amongst most of um, us Pentecostal. Yeah, I was gonna say churches. you already got one of them purple robes, don't it? Yeah, I have an overseer uh, garment, which I'll still be using every so often as I need to use it. You don't pay that. You don't pay for that stuff and and not use it at all anymore. No, you don't. It's not like graduation. Um, but, you know, the biggest thing is, though, is that, you know, you are a servant. So that's what makes this whole, all all the garments are not just to be looking good and looking beautiful just for that. That they do, but they are for service. So, yeah. So then even under the, the main garment that you wear on that, that's the foundation of that is the cassock. And so if you look that up, you'll see what that looks like just without you know, without all the it's other things and things. It's time so, to and I think uh, uh, Pastor Ebony is probably even greater in that. I'm still, I'm still learning. Hallelujah. Who, 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 you say? You heard me. <laughs> but yes, See, it is my job to know protocol. It is, it is, it is my job. I have a whole manual for that stuff. I memorized it once upon a time. I said I was never going to be in a position like this again. So I threw it to the back of my mind. But it is about time uh, before a convocation that I remember um, and recall all the order and all the vestments and all the things to my mind. But yes. That is typical. That is actually my, my job. So is that like next being being next to an adjutant? No. Mm-mm. I am in, it's for like this. I am the Olivia Pope of my church. I am the, well, no, you probably wouldn't know that name. I, I'm the Olivia Pope. What's the adjutant? I'm, I'm in charge of, adjutant serves the pastor. That's all. If you don't have a, a, a position of power, you are you are serving the pastor. Yeah, that's all the adjutant is. Assistant, adjutant, assistant, they go hand in hand. Um, now, there are some adjutants who have other duties, like the person who was in my position before me was an adjutant, but he was also the chief of staff. 
Um, so you can play more than one role. Um, but adjutant is who you see serving the pastor, the preacher. Uh, I'm trying to be an adjutant because it was the adjutants that gave J. Drew Shear a $100,000 check. And I'm trying to figure out how they get that type of money. They didn't give him that on their own, honey. That was collected money. They didn't just write a check out their own pocket. <clears throat> that's 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 collected money. I know you do not want to be an adjutant. Was one for ten years, and we suffered the brunt of it all. The Saints get on their nerve. We're the ones who deal with the attitudes and the fallouts and the fixing. You do absolutely not want to be that close to a pastor. You do not. You could you couldn't handle it. Like I want to be an adjutant. They they giving out checks. <laughs> I'm talking about the mother boy gave him a check, Pastor Charles. Deacon boy, he a check. I said, hold on, how many checks this man going to get? I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> I think the it was suffering he goes through, them checks, them checks don't mean a hell of beans for that. That's that's the mentality. And I, I, I believe you're being facetious, but that's the stuff that people look at and be like, oh, I want to be them because they collecting the money. You don't know the hell that they go through. You don't know the invasiveness of these positions. That little check don't mean a hill of beans when your house is wrecked upside down by the church, when you don't have a personal life, when your marriage is falling apart because it's like that that stuff, that's 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 little awards. Uh that's 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 just a little pat on the back, to be honest. Um, for all of what they have to endure. And well that's a good pat on the back. That's because you want money. People who have money, that don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. Right. I don't got no kids and no family and nothing like that. So who? <laughs> they give me a check for $100,000. I'm just going to be out there balling. I'll see y'all later, y'all. I'm going to go to Paris. I'm going to go to Jamaica somewhere. <laughs> yeah, pray for me. Pray for me. But I think that is kind of dope, though, like how everything is set up. And I done looked up Mason Temple and everything. The only thing, Pastor Charles, they do, Pastor Jerry, they do need to replace this sign. Because I don't know what's up with this this sign, this club sign that they got outside this church. This neon sign. But I was like, okay, praise God. I ain't going to cap. I like the church of God in Christ. They actually was a blessing to me in my earlier years in life. Because I think I used to, like I said, I used to go to the AIM convention for some reason. My auntie was part of a coaching church. So I think it's all decent. I think it's a real decent, one of the biggest shows ever. But something else I definitely wanted to pivot on, I wanted to definitely just pivot on, because, of course, it's the weekend, and, you know, on the weekend we always talk about, you know, some of the things that happened over the weekend, like what you preached about. You know, Pastor Charles definitely want to know what you preached about yesterday, um, how everybody's Sunday went, because, like I said, mine didn't go as well um, as I thought it would, you know what I'm saying, some ups and downs, but... I believe that trouble may come, but guess what? It ain't going to always last. So I'm still excited. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I did see in the news um, is that Governor Tim Scott then dropped out of the um, presidential run. I kind of figured he was because I think he was, like, what, the only black man running. And apparently he had went in with a lot of cash. And, you know what I'm saying? He went in with high hopes. But just like everybody else who's just falling off the bandwagon, he's someone that just, you know, fell off the Republican Party. Somebody who is still in the running and who needs to drop out is Chris Christie. 
Chris Christie up there just talking stupid and foolish. And I really wish y'all would come get y'all governor of New Jersey and put him back wherever he belongs on Staten Island or somewhere. I don't know. Just come get Chris Christie, please. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's about it. I don't know too much about, you know, what was going on this weekend because, like I said, I had a busy weekend just working, being productive. Um, of course, I had church yesterday, did two services. Um, and then after that, ended up having to go to work from, like, 2 to 5, something like that. Um, got done with that, came home, and literally was just crashed out, tired. I ended up making me some salmon, some rice, and a little broccoli, which was good because that was my dinner. But then after that, man, I just crashed and fell asleep because I was just so tired. Um, but, yeah, that was really, really my weekend. Like I said, I worked Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I just, you know, I'm really tired. I think today um, I got to go up to the church for a meeting or whatnot. And then I'm going to probably come home and chill out, you know what I'm saying, figure out how to plan the rest of the week. Um, with that being said, though, I definitely wanted to throw it over to anybody else so they can give me their like, weekend rewind or anything like that because I didn't have anything planned out today other than just talking about, you know, all the antics of, you know, my weekend and Kojic and whatnot because I'm still working through. Uh, yesterday's service was pretty good. We went, well, I went with Micah. And Micah Chikara. had the yesterday, right? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Boy, tore it up, tore it up. Now, the, the <laughs> funny thing is, I remember First Corinthians, and that's it. Uh, I did get a chance to write it down in my Bible, but uh, when you sitting at the table with your granddaughters and the youngest one decide to uh, distract you while your daddy is giving his text and the title of his sermon. And I meant to ask uh, my son, what was the title? Uh, I didn't get a chance, but he did. He did an excellent job. Um, it felt good to be back at the church and see the progress. Uh, it used to be full of women. Now they have a lot more men. Um, it, it, it was good. It was good. He, you know, I see Michael up here preaching at this this church with his purple little carpet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I see him up yeah, there preaching. So uh huh. So, uh, yeah, we. Uh, he not only threw me up under the bus, but he threw threw his oldest two kids up under the bus, and I leaned over and said, "Now y'all know how I feel to be thrown under the bus." And the one said. Why he had to use me? I said, why he <laughs> use me? <laughs> so uh, that was the thing. They did serve dinner after church, but we did not stay. Uh, uh, it was uh, my daughter-in-law's mother's birthday, so they went to celebrate with her for her birthday. And I went home and caught up with my daughter. And we went out to dinner. So, uh, yep, that's the way it went. It was a good weekend. Other other than that, it went fast as usual. Um, You blinked the weekend over it, even though we had three days off. Um, Still, stuff had to get done. But other than that, we had a good day. And I'm going to leave it right there. That's what's up, my man. That's what's up. I'm gonna definitely have to go check out Michael's message. I see it right here, but 
Yeah, you know, I don't really have any time right now, so I'm going to pin it. And I'm going to have to go back and check it out because he looked like he did a good job. Going to look the preachers up there running to the pulpit. <laughs> so that's what's up. What was he that? was up there the whole time. <laughs> up there the whole time. <laughs> Just standing yeah, there. The mic was going in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that that And that's where Micah was first licensed at. At their church. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, and to be there for to preach his twenty-first anniversary, that was an honor. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So okay. you have to know the history <laughs> of uh, how that all came about. So God is good. You know, He makes things turn around. Leave it there. That's what's up, Mama Lynn. That's what's up. I ain't even realized that. What my um, I was I was gonna say you may not know, but I was gonna say um, what made Michael leave the church? I mean, y'all no longer members there, or he don't go to the church no more. Well, well, he don't. We don't go to that church. No, we haven't uh, been in that church in a while. Um. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, it's recorded, so I'm gonna leave it for an unrecorded day. Okay, understandable, understandable, <laughs> completely understandable. All right, Ebony, did you um, like, turn, well, Pastor Charles, are you on the phone? Just say you on the phone. No, I'm, I'm here. I'm here, but I don't know what's going on. I think. I think it was on the phone, but I don't know what happened. Sorry. Yeah, no, you good. It said it was on the phone. But yeah, tell me um, about you again. I'm going to throw you in there. What you preached on? Well, so this week I'm on in the celebration series. Celebrate series. I keep saying celebration. We're in the celebrate series. In the celebrate series, uh, this week was celebrate hope. And... Um, what I was kind of talking about was uh, Romans chapter five, verses one through five, and it talks about uh, all of that in terms of uh, you know tribulation gets this and that, and by the time it's over, the ending of it, it brings its hope uh, that comes from it. And so I wanted to talk about how that even though we go through what we go through, um, uh. uh it really it's it all ends up and by the time it ends there should be hope that comes from it god never leaves us in a place where um you know that now especially in the season now that you're just going to be completely desolate without he's going to make it so that at the end of it he's going to get glory out of it and if he gets glory he's going to give you glory as well and so um that was kind of where um you know where 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 God is working and what He's actually doing in us and through us, and so I just kind of went through that process and talked about hope, and you know, and just like me, crazy me, I'm always trying to give an example of that and talking about um, what it means to even deal with sometimes the the um, the you know the the trials of life and to deal with the things that come our way. How do we uh, navigate through that process. And I believe 
the way we pro navigate through it is what the scriptures tells us. He says, you know, um, that in tribulations, we should glory in them. I know it sounds crazy to want to glory in that, but knowing this, that if you've gone through the process, once you get to the end, you already know that at the end, God's going to make it good for you. And so that's where hope comes in. And the fifth verse says, hope does not uh, disappoint you. You know, you don't have to worry about being disappointed because at the end of it, God will give you exactly what you need. So the hope now is to be able to uh, know that there's an ending to whatever that is you're in. And I use the example of my example this week, uh, this past week, starting Monday afternoon, was a cold. Something was starting to brew and uh, I caught a cold and was, you know, I felt on Monday evening, I felt like some chills and stuff like that a little bit and felt like something was there. And so when a cold is ready to happen, you know that it's ready to happen. But if it, when it comes and when it's ready to happen, you've already caught the virus. And so now it's time to fight. You got to do what you got to do. And so that's what the scripture says. Um, and not only that, we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope. And so when you know that the end result is going to be hope, um, you you go through what you with whatever you got to go through, knowing that at some point you'll be through this. Even when you're in the middle of it, it doesn't feel like it. You know, when you get a cold and you start going through the sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head fever and all that kind of crazy stuff. You know, you go through all of that and you know that at some point, you know, you're getting better when some of those, when those things or those symptoms stop or they cease to have as much power as they did when you were at the peak of it. And so I use that as an example and saying that, you know, when you got a cold, you know what happens when you start to feel it. You start to feel like you got a cold. There it is. You know, already know that it's coming on. And all you can do now is medicate or do what you can do to kind of uh, see if you can uh, make the symptoms not be as strong. But once you're through it, the, the end result is to be through it and to feel well again. And I said, that's what hope is like. Hope is like when you when you go through all of that process, knowing that at the end of this, I'm going to stop coughing. I'm going to, my nose is going to stop being stuffy. I'm going to stop uh, just going through all the processes that I've been going through while I had the ailment or whatever. And I think that is the thing. If you can sometimes, and that's me, I'll use parables and use things like that um, to kind of uh, parallel what it is that the Holy Spirit is trying to speak through us in that message. And so that was mine um, this past week. And we, you know, we really enjoyed it. And I just enjoyed um, delivering it. And the people seem to really receive it. And um, we're going to talk about it on Tuesday night for TNT. Um, I'm just thankful now that even as I uh, am in this, in this, life of being a minister and doing what I believe God has called me to do, I'm enjoying the trip. And um, I'm just glad that that's happening versus it being the latter. Uh, but that was that was my weekend. Oh, and I went to get something to eat at this at another place that I didn't take you. It's a place called Geechee's. I didn't get to take you there. Uh, and they have like a cafeteria style of food thing that they do there. And so you had a choice of um, mushroom, like a mushroom gravy, uh, baked chicken thighs, um, dry rub thighs, uh, chicken thighs, 
or uh, um, I think it was uh, it was yeah, braised or some other pork chops, something like that. And it was actually excellent. Yeah, I ate part of it while I was there. Took the rest home. Ate the rest later. And uh, I'm a happy man. I'm happy today. And I need to get up right now because I'm feeling the spirit of uh, God's chicken. So I might be getting myself together and going and seeing what they got over there. Anyway, that was my part of my weekend. But that's the funny thing. You talk about trouble may, may come, but it won't last. Let me tell you, that is the premise of having hope. If you don't have hope, um, that it will, that you'll come out of it. That is something that is a, it's a, it's a commodity that you don't need to be without. That there is hope that, that no matter how low you can go or how low things can get, that there's a God in heaven and a, and a Holy Spirit that's inside of us that will help us to be able to achieve and come out of whatever mess we're in and whatever tribulation. Amen. That's my, that's my take. That's right. I ain't going to cap. That's good because that actually helped me because I ain't going to cap. Yeah, I missed it this morning when I did my little weekend recap. Um, but Keith, what's up? What was wrong with you? You said I sat that morning. But I ain't gonna cap. I really, you know what I'm saying? I went through something that caused me to realize that yes, I have to have hope on the other side. But I think in the midst of going through the tribulations, going through the storms, I think you were saying it earlier in your mess. Like it's hard for us to 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 live in that as in glory. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna cap. That's y'all. <laughs> yeah, I know my phone. <laughs> I don't know how, but I just end up sometimes in some weird situations, right? So I told you I had to work yesterday and the midst of me getting off of work. Uh, I'm waiting on my, you know, waiting on my ride to pick me up and whatnot. My phone dies. I'm like, okay, can't, you know, can't order an Uber anymore now because I'm sitting out here with a damn phone. Okay, smart decision. Take the train. In the midst of me taking the train, like, okay, I'm gonna get down there. Probably they'll be able to charge my phone. Realize couldn't charge my phone. There was nowhere around me to charge my phone or whatnot. Literally, the train isn't that far from my house, but you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, cool. God, I just gotta walk. I just gotta walk. And it's probably like a mile to my house. And I got mad in the midst of, you know, taking that walk and whatnot because, you know, the hope on the other side didn't seem as big as the trial that I was going through at that moment. And I think oftentimes people get so stuck in the trials, in the situation, in the discouragement, in the disappointment, and think, you know, what am I doing this for? Why am I, you know what I'm saying? And we give up. So it's so hard for, I think, a lot of people. Now, granted, you know, having hope and believing that you're going to get better is something different. But having hope in God, continuously putting out hope and that faith in God is something that I think a lot of people battle with. And I ain't going to cap it. I battle with it myself. So how do you, you know, how do you sometimes step away and let go and let God, in a, in a sense, to know that, you know, that everything is going to be okay, you know what I'm saying? Not necessarily giving up, not necessarily falling out, but you know what I'm saying? Put yourself in a position to where, you know, you stay focused, you stay on that and on, on the right place. Because sometimes when that hope is deferred, a lot of people, whoo, you might just fall off the rock or you might just jump off the porch. You know what I'm saying? So how do you keep that 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 hope there? Like how do you keep that hope in God? Because a lot of people be like, God, I'm finna get up, give up on you. And some people do. Some people will silently quit on God. Well, for me, uh, when I think about um, what what you just said just then, it kind of takes me back into uh, part of my message. And that is, um, 
you know, when you understand even some of the, the terms that was uh, being given to us in the scriptures about this. Um, uh, for instance, there are certain word keywords that we that I had in there, and uh, the word like for instance, the scripture talks about I'm justified, and and that justification right there, first of all, means uh, it's a Greek word called the K O O, which means um, declared righteous. And uh, when when God deals with me, He declares me righteous, and I am uh, when I come to Him. I don't go by what man tells me all the time. I'm declared who I am by him. The ultimate thing of that is I am righteous. I have his right way of doing, his right way of being right in my heart. The other thing is hope. The word hope is the, the definition of that would be expectation. And this is from the Greek. Expectation, looking forward with confidence to things good and beneficial. So that by itself right there, that means that when I have hope, I'm actually not just looking for just anything. I'm looking for something that'll be good for me and something that will be beneficial to me. And he's going to give me all that I can handle and to, even that to overflow. And then he's going to give it to me in such a way that I'll be able to spread it to other people and he'll fill me again with the same thing, this hope, things that are good and that are beneficial. Now, the other piece is disappointment, the word disappoint. He says, hope does not disappoint which means um, where hope is, disappointment cannot be. What does disappointment mean? I'm glad you asked. It means to put to shame, to humiliate, disgrace, or dishonor. So where there's disgrace, shame, humili humiliation, dishonor, hope is not there, but flip it over. Where hope is, where hope, if hope is the preeminence, these things cannot be. So sometimes we say, um, you know, I, I'm just, I feel so bad about this or I'm ashamed, I'm ashamed because this didn't work out the way I wanted it to work out or or it looks bad in front of people and all, all that kind of stuff right there is, is, is the opposite of where hope is. So now I take um, all of that and I allow hope to be uh, the preeminent thing and let it take over. That means wherever hope is, these other things cannot be. Um, it's just like polar opposite. So now I use this place of hope and I make the choice to allow hope to be the thing that I'm not going to be in this forever. And it's just something that you even have sometimes you just have to declare it for yourself. You have to declare it in your own heart. You have to actually say it and not only say it, but have proof and evidence that he's done it before. And if he's done it before, he will do it again. And don't believe the lie that, oh, God only going to give you so many chances. No, no, no. As long as you've got life, there's always a chance. And as long as you you have that chance, God's going to make that thing work for you. And you just have to have enough, um, have enough, uh, uh, for the lack of a better way of saying it, have enough proof and have enough uh, um, work with him or having evidence that he has done it before and he'll do it again. You know, and so that's kind of where my stance is on that. I just, I just, you know, you get to a place where you believe it. Now, I don't like all the things that people go through and even some of the stuff that I go through. I don't like even sometimes the way I feel about certain things. And, and some of those things, sometimes they're just, it, they're just my own feelings about it. That don't mean I need to share every five seconds, everything that I'm going through. Sometimes I just need to persevere and I just need to be able to just live life and do what I need to do. Because what I found out is you telling everybody your problems all the time doesn't necessarily make the problem go away. Sometimes it exacerbates it. It makes it more, it just makes it even greater. So 
And sometimes you're bringing people down with you. And so what I learned is that I just learned to allow Holy Spirit to strengthen me and just take a deep breath and take the step by step. And as I take those steps, God works out all the details. And, and, and that's a place of faith that I've gotten to. I'm still working on that, but that's a place of faith. So in all this bishopric stuff, it costs money, it costs energy, it costs time. I have to trust God that, Lord, if you call me to this, you're going to take me through it. I'm good. And that's, that's kind of where my stance is. That's good because you got stickability. <laughs> you got stickability. <laughs> Everybody don't have stickability. Everybody don't have that that stick withedness. So I ain't gonna care that that actually, you know. Whew, I think sometimes we can be spoiled. I know I'm a spoiled. I ain't gonna cap. I be like, God, come on now, you 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 God now, go ahead and let me let me go through this. And I think even this morning, me and Mama Lynn was talking, and I told her, I said the thing about it is, oftentimes we think that we have to be doing something wrong for us to face those trials, for us to face those tribulations. But sometimes it's because we're in the right position, kind of like Job was. God sent the enemy to test Job, and Job wasn't doing anything wrong. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He was doing everything right. So sometimes when you're doing everything right, you got to keep going and have what I just said that stick, that stick wittedness, that stickability to understand understand that you know through those trials yeah god gonna get the glory out of it you right pastor charles come on i'm gonna go back and watch your message i gotta i gotta pull some clips from it anyway i'm gonna go back and watch it <laughs> um who else did who, who else? i think i stopped on you pastor charles it was on ebony next right ebony did you go to church did you did you i know you didn't, you didn't have to teach and preach yesterday but did you go to church? What was the highlight of your weekend other than the conference? I know you told me a little bit about it already. Um, so church was great. Um, he preached about the faith test. Um, and just talking about the different ways that our faith could be tested. Um, that was amazing. But what was more amazing really wasn't even the sermon. It was the fact that someone was snatched um, from the spirit of suicide in our service. Um, there's a young lady who goes to our church and I just know she was very off. Um, I could just see it, but I just wasn't sure. She's one, you know, everybody has that person in their church that just needs a lot of attention. And so typically that is her MO. Like she just finds stuff to be wrong so that like, yeah. So I wasn't sure if this was one of those or what it was, but as the service went on, I could tell something was very, very off. And so went through service. Um, we were actually taking up the um, the sacrificial offering, and he stopped everything and began to pray for her. And um, I knew very quickly because of what you could feel in the church that this was heavy. And so I got all the babies out, um, motion for all of the babies to go out, play in the the playroom. We have a big playroom. For the kids, they typically go in there all call time anyway, because you know they start getting antsy and all of that. So, took all of them in there, um, and came back. And I mean, my pastor, the church, we all really labored with her. Um, and at the end of the service, she was, you know, on the mic, and she was able to share that she had basically laid everything out. Um, she had plans to go home for dinner for her kids, and essentially died. Um, she had written letters to her kids last night, um, basically apologizing for what she was going to do. And she actually pulled out a letter 
that she had written for our pastor. She was going to leave it in his mailbox. And in the letter, she was just thanking him for everything and saying that she was sorry for disappointing him. It it, it was mind-blowing um, uh-huh. to watch that and to witness that. And I just thank God for a pastor who is sensitive. Because again, like I said, this could have easily been overlooked because of her typical you know, behaviors. Um, but he saw it. And had he not seen it, we all could have woke up today with very, very heavy hearts and three children could have been without a mother. And so that for me, outside of anything he preached was the highlight um, of, of yesterday. So that's my church highlight. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, I'm glad that y'all were able to, you know, to help her out in that situation. Um, you know, it's sad to hear somebody, you know, um, deal with that because that's something I actually used to deal with before suicide. So, I understand how 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 should, how devastating that could be, especially when she got three kids. Cause wow, Lord Jesus. Well, hey, I understand, but shout, thank you for sharing that, <laughs> Pastor Jerry. I'm throwing it over to you, man. What was the weekend highlight? Where you at preaching at this weekend? Cause everywhere, I mean, you, you always in a different city every weekend. <laughs> good morning, good morning. Um, my weekend was very, very full. Very full. Uh, <clears throat> was in Orlando Friday night, and Saturday and Sunday we were in West Palm Beach, and the weekend was very, very, very good. Uh, actually, bringing in my stuff from the car, I'm very tired. Got in the house at uh, three this morning. And, uh, enough time to make it home so my wife can clock in for work. It was very good. Um, yesterday was very interesting because I had an entire message planned, and the Lord literally shifted the, my message. I was going to talk about something else, but the Lord said. No, you gonna talk about speaking the word. And I said, I am. He said, yes, you are. And I said, Lord, I don't got no notes on it. He said, didn't you study it? I said, okay. So I had no notes. I had nothing. I just went for broken, went for the word. And it was, it was so amazing. Uh, preached from Isaiah 55, 11. Uh, so shall my word be for they go forth out of my mouth, and it shall not return unto me void, but it will accomplish whereunto I sent it. Oh, it was it, it was amazing. It was it was really amazing how the Lord can literally alter what you planned, and that Doctor Patton. That, and I'll tell you that that be some of the best messages you ever preach in your life when God just hijacks you. Um, I mean, literally hijack you in the middle of what you got planned. He said, "Nope, I don't want you to talk about that." And so he just hijacked me, and it was it was really really good. Um, had an opportunity to um, this weekend have one of my spiritual sons actually travel with me and uh, poured into him. It was it was really 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 good. Uh, 
before I left, I was in uh, a Thursday, actually. I was in prayer from 5 a.m. to about 11 because I left our church prayer. Then I hopped on Apostle Sam Franklin's prayer, and we were on there for about three hours. Oh, it was amazing. I had a great weekend. Uh, yeah, that was my weekend, and I am preparing for my birthday next Tuesday. Okay. And I am excited about that. My wife told me don't plan nothing this weekend, so I didn't. And I'm excited about that. And today I'm going to register for uh, David Cirillo's World Conference in San Diego. Me and my aunt's going to go out there. I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm excited about going to David Cirillo's conference. So, yeah, that was my weekend. And happy day. Okay. That's what's up, Pastor Jerry. See, I'm trying to figure out what other conferences I can go to, too. Not only just because I like the experiences, but, you know what I'm saying, it's always good to go to a good conference where you can take back some, you know, some tangible information, some good resources and stuff like that as well. Mama Lynn, I see your hand. You want to jump in or something? Hey, Pastor Jerry. Good, good, good. I like hijack sermons. Spin you around the other way, them be the best sermons. So yeah, I like that. So I understand you're gonna be home this week. You're gonna send me my all oh, love you. <laughs> yes, ma'am, I am. Yes, ma'am. Mama Lynn, determined to get that oil past the Jerry. <laughs> yes, now, I, need, I need I need I need a really, really, really on a serious note, um, the Lord is doing some things in my life, and I really want to uh, concentrate, con concentrate myself. I hope I'm saying it right. Consecrate uh, myself. In, yeah, consecrate myself. Get myself in order. Get my mind in order. Uh, so I'm fully prepared to do this walk. Uh, so uh, next year is like, it's go, it's go time. So I need to really get myself in order, um, get myself on the strict fast and pr prayer. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get it together and it's a must. It's a must. So that's where I'm at. So if I sound a little pushy, I don't mean to be pushy. But I, you shouldn't have never put that on Facebook for me to see. <laughs> my soul. So yeah, because I was sitting there like, I need that oil. I need that oil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and y'all was, was mixing it and describing it in, 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 in full detail. So yeah, I had to go back and read about the mixing of the oil, and what it meant and what it symbolizes. So that's where I'm at. Um, that's why I asked you to call me because um, yeah, that's where I'm at. You know, speaking of that, I had a weirdo reach out to me 
um, on Facebook and sent me a message and he actually called me and uh, he, he was in conversation finding out he was from New York and uh, he told me he knew a guy in New York that he sat under that um, that used to do uh, mixing of the oils. It's really called the Art of the Apothecary. That's really what it's called. But I called it the mixing of the oils because God told me to call it the mixing of the oils. And uh, he called me. He said, yeah, I'm interested in the mixing of the oils because uh, I was in New York and my bishop used to do it all the time. And I said, okay, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And then he started uh, talking to me. He says, yeah, because I know you, uh, you, you now are part of Bishop Hezekiah Walker. I said, this is why you called me. You want, you, you, you want to get in with Bishop Walker. They you want him to cover you. No, right. uh, access, access denied. <laughs> Absolutely not. He no, 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 no. Yeah, I know, I know Bishop Walker. And, uh, yeah, my church seat about four hundred people. We're not at four. I said, "Well, why are you calling me for oil? You want you want to get to Bishop Walker? Access denied. God bless." They get they get on my nerves. Don't you don't think I'm going to give you access to a prominent individual, and you think you're going to come to me because you you're a friend of mine on Facebook? In, in the words of my aunt, your brain is broke. <laughs> Prophet, Prophet Jerry, but I, I you, you, you I, I see you did do the, do the oils, and I saw that you are a part of that that movement. And the uh, I need to, you know what? Here we go. Get you some oil. Get you some oil. I straight up, I straight up said, you, you ain't call me about no oil. You want to be in touch with Bishop Walker? What? The, listen, did you forget I'm a prophet? What was his? Did, what was did his you response? forget that? What was his response? What was his response? That, what, what I was just trying to. I said, no, 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 no. You ain't trying. You ain't trying. Try fail. No, I really wanted for us to get together in fellowship. No, you don't. Get off my phone. Pastor Jerry, anointing pocketbooks and everything. We, are, I anointed every. We anointed every person, every. I mean, we anointed the chairs, we anointed the pulpit, we anointed the instruments, because the Bible said in Exodus chapter 30, everything that that oil touched, first of all, your hands had to be holy. Not only did your hands have to be holy, but everything that oil touched is going to be holy. So th that's why nobody could really touch that oil. Because you had to have a next year. I'm gonna do. Matter of fact, I'm invite everybody next year because we're gonna do it again. <clears throat> and they're trying to call me. I want you to bring that to my church. No, I'm not bringing it to your church. See, people want to have stuff just because they see other people have it and they're not ready for it. They're really not ready for it. Like um, <clears throat> uh, uh, yesterday, um, uh, and I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna close. Yesterday, Doctor Patton. Um, there was this guy called himself a preacher and uh, I, I saw the anointing on him but he was up there performing, performing, performing and I mean just up there just performing and the spirit of the Lord showed me I, I literally saw it while he was up there performing and singing 
I saw weed in his mouth, like literally smoking weed. I saw weed. Yes, yes, I did. I saw it, and the spirit, and I, and he was pulling on me to prophesy to him. And I said, "You, you, you, you pulling? You want me to go deep in your life?" He says, "Go deep." I said, "You ain't ready for it." Please, if you're not ready to receive a prophet, don't invite him. When you, Ebony, they don't understand that when you're calling a true prophet to come and minister, you got to be ready because a true prophet will, you, you think you're going to get houses, causes, and land, but no, God said, y'all, y'all, y'all messy in here. Y'all dirty. Y'all got to clean up. You up here with a mic in your hand, speaking in tongue, got a chain going across your, across your chest with a blue suit on and a black shirt and a collar. First of all, you out of order. Cause you don't wear no navy blue suit with no black shirt and a collar on. <laughs> when you wear your civic attire, you're supposed to be in black. You out of order, number one. Number two, go somewhere and sit down and stop sleeping with all these women. Cause you got three babies by three different people and you trying to portray like you saved and sanctified, but you not. Don't invite me if you don't want the real word. Trust me. Don't don't do it. Am I right, Pastor Charles? Am I right about it? I was ready to come off mute and say, okay, saints, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't you dare do it. Listen, it, it's, it behooves us never to even invite a prophet if you're not going to allow them to speak to you and speak into some areas and even confirm some stuff. And uh, a real prophet, that is. God bless. But he's telling the truth. They don't want prophets. They want psychics. Mm-mm. They want, they want psychics. They want to tell them about their future. And, and when, I, when am I going to get it? When is it going to come? When is it going to... No, first of all, God didn't give you a word 17 times of the same thing. First of all, let me just say this, Pastor Jacob, uh, Elder J.Y. I, I was just teaching Saturday morning at one of my prophetic schools that we have in Philadelphia, my second school. And I told them, I said to them, stop saying... This is confirmation because it's not. God don't have to confirm his word. What prophet in the Bible you know gave them a confirming word? If God have to tell you twice, it's not confirmation. It's a rebuke. They, 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 don't, they, they, don't, they, don't want, they don't want to know that. That's not confirmation. Your tale should have been done it the first time. And like my mama used to tell me, go in there and clean your room and don't let me have to tell you twice. Because if she had to tell me more than one time, there were some consequences and repercussions. I would have been screaming, my neck, my back, my neck and my back. <laughs> Y'all don't want no profit. Y'all want a fortune teller. Y'all want a psychic. You want to hear all good news. But no, you no, but we are wrong prophet when we call out your sin. We no, we are false prophet. And this is what you got to understand. You got to determine between a false prophet, a lying prophet, and a real prophet. That's good. Oh, okay. No, oh, all right. No, this ain't prophetic class. God bless. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> got me tickled pink, though. <laughs> he never missed. Never missed. <laughs> Listen, I see my boy, Pastor Patton, right there. I see Dr. Lewis just stepped in the building. I see Jay Wadden came back in the room. 
Listen, we just giving final remarks, catching up on our weekend. Shout out to Keith. Keith was in here earlier, but if y'all, you know, get a chance, make sure y'all shoot Keith a text message. It's his birthday on the day that my boy done turned 35. So that's your twin, Pastor Charles. Go ahead, you know what I'm saying? Y'all be twinning. Go ahead and shoot the twin, you know what I'm saying? Text message and let them know, you know what I'm saying? They were thinking about him. We love him and appreciate him, all the other good stuff. But no, we're going to keep on rolling, keep on going. Um... Um, who it on next? Pastor Pat and Pastor Pat, that's on you. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and give me your weekend highlight and whatnot. What'd you preach about? Um, I preached about um disobedience delaying abundance. And I, I think that in the vein of what Pastor Charles was talking about, and even what Prophet Jerry was talking about with the with prophecy, I was talking about literally a lot of churches have become prophetic crack houses where the dopamine of what the future can bring is not undergirded with the warning of or instructions of how you attain and also not only attain but maintain and god impressed upon my spirit really heavily about what i'm seeing in the atmosphere and, and prophet jerry you, you hit it because there's a lot of people that can perform but privately you know, there is no relationship. There is no fruit in their lives. There is no uh, altar in their life to alter. There it is, A-L-T-A-R to A-L-T-E-R. Sometimes the, the very trajectory, the very path that we're supposed to take. So I, we were talking about that yesterday, talking about recognizing also uh, the enemies of your abundance. You know, Jesus lifted it up in John 10, uh, letting us know what the thief and the robber actually looks like. And here's the truth. Most times we like to tell people, and I was talking about this yesterday, how we like to talk about what other people are doing to keep us from abundance. But we never talk about the internal things that keep us from that. Most importantly, when we try to circumvent the process, guess what that makes you? It makes you a thief and a robber. You're your own robber because God has got the... The, the 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 blueprint he's got the instructions and when you are disobedient and you try to go in another way then you become the very catalyst to the thing or at least the enemy of the very thing that you're trying to attain and i like what pastor charles talked about with hope and i tied this in yesterday too as well i think too hope is one of those things to whereas we hope that things change but we never hope that we change whether God changes our situation or not. The, the runny nose and the cold and the flu and the symptoms of what we're dealing with is one thing, but I've discovered, Prophet Jerry, that even in my own life, the stuff that I want God to do for me, the stuff I want God to bless me with, sometimes is in my grasp, but I miss it because I'm disobedient. Not my haters, not the people that don't support me, not the people I can't get connected to, but literally the fact that I'm disobedient to the instructions. And as you said, if God has to give me quote unquote confirming or rebuking words, that means there's something I have not done as of yet. And in these prophetic streets that we live in right now, Prophet Jerry, uh, a lot of people that are really uh, able to really fully communicate the, the whole counsel, uh, Pastor Lewis, of the word of God, we're not wanted in every circle. We're not pulled on in every circle because the mail that we deliver is not always your next car, your next house, uh, your next promotion, your next elevation, or another outpouring of the anointing. 
the truth of the matter is more people are shooting themselves in the foot and have the unmitigated gall to blame their pastors or blame the people that they sit under. And the truth of the matter is you are a hearer, as Jesus said, but the wisdom of actually doing has not necessarily hit your life as of yet. So that's kind of the gist of what I talked about yesterday. And uh, of course, my weekend was busy with all of my transportation business and insurance stuff and uh, even the podcast that we'll be launching here soon. My podcast, Sports and Spiritual Things, uh, has been has had three pilots shot working on some pretty prominent guests uh, to come on the show and the podcast. So that was my weekend, but I'm excited about what God is doing uh, to really open up some other lanes and streams of influence and even income uh, for the Patton uh, La Casa, De La Casa, as we were saying, the Prophet Jerry, you were spot on uh, when you were, when I came into the room that you were in, I think with Apostle Mines. What day was that? Was that Friday or Saturday, uh, Prophet Jerry? I can't remember. That was Friday. Friday. And, and normally, you know, I kind of really kind of reduced my time on Facebook, uh, not on Facebook, but on Clubhouse during the day because of, of the change. And it, it's allowed me to be more focused doing my daily stuff I'm supposed to do. I think with this room and in the sports room, Mondays and Tuesday nights, that's kind of my thing. And then what I do on Wednesdays and Sundays. But man, God told me to go in there and sit in there because that was a word for me. I said, okay, God, I'm, I was driving too. And then you saw me come in the room and then within five minutes, Dr. Pat, you know, I wish I could do my my, uh, my prophet Jerry voice. I can't. I mean, I don't have that, that natural rasp like he does. But I mean, true man of God, always insane. I love him. Thank God for him and his ministry. And uh, uh, before I be quiet, I got to poke the bear real quick. I still hadn't got my phone call from JY because the Colorado Buffaloes are now four and six. They're probably going to miss the bowl. And I told you, little raggedy Negroes, that that is not how you build a program. I don't care how hyped uh, you get. I don't care how much ESPN and all these people show up at your program. You have got to produce with wins and losses. That Look, you can put your their thumb down. You, you the one that ain't called to tell me I was right, you jackleg Negro. Don't you ever, ever, ever test the sports acumen and sports knowledge of a dude like me ever in your life. Okay. Yeah, All right. So funny. I just, I just <laughs> had to get that off my chest. Okay. So well, doc, Dr. Patton, I believe, um, and, it, and, and the Holy Spirit just brought it back to my remembrance. I believe the Lord spoke to you in this room about doing something sports and spiritual. I believe he did. did. I, it, it could have been. I, 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 don't, I don't remember, but I remember vividly, Prophet, uh, when God gave me that about a few months ago, I was driving and, you know, my, I used to have a radio show called the sports critic. Uh, and it was on blog talk radio for five years and it was pretty successful considering uh, a lot of the different influence that we were able to do with getting Icky Woods and Rocket Ishmael and Todd, they, all these sports luminaries that I didn't even know that God gave me the ingenuity of actually getting them to do the show. Uh, but when my friends that I did the show with, that was trying to get me to resurrect the, the show until the podcast, I just didn't feel the release because I knew God wanted me to do something in that arena, but not, you know, just the regular, uh, your team is going to the Super Bowl stuff. So it may have been, I don't know, but it, the seed was planted somewhere and it, and it came up in my spirit and now I'm working on it. And uh, I'm going to be frequenting Atlanta quite a bit to shoot some, some more stuff and do some more things. But man, I'm excited about, you know, the possibilities that God has laid out there even down to an iHeart radio con uh, contact or connect that I'm still trying to unthaw 
Uh, but we'll see how it goes. But yep, you're right, Prophet Jerry. God's doing some 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 crazy, some, some not a crazy, but some amazing things. I would say. If you need to get a a, com a comedic appeal on it, you can uh, holler at me. I know my sports, and yeah, we had a deep discussion. Yes, we did earlier in the year. I did not know that Dion did not know how to recruit offensive linemen and defensive linemen. If I knew that he didn't have no uh, dog head glass eaters in the trenches, I would have been on the same page as you. Anyway. That was is, in the first three weeks when they won by the skin of their teeth. Y'all was too and, busy. Anyway. Y'all was too busy shouting. That's I mean, that's what black church folks do. We shout before we understand what we're really shouting about. Listen, that's, I, I, I get it. I get it. Like TCU wasn't no little walkover. I can't tell you that much, but it is what it is. Like that, I said. that wasn't it. If, get if, a, team, get if a team gets wins wins by three points, they gave up forty two. You already know they got some trouble. That, I mean, that, to me, that was just obvious. But that's okay. It's okay. It, it, it. Look, I, I'm still sad. My Bengals lost yesterday. I'm gonna just go ahead and put this on record. CJ Stroud from from the Ohio State Buckeyes is the truth, and not only does he got that rookie of the year locked up, he might need to be considered for MVP. They won't give him MVPs too quick. They won't, but then I will say this, it's it's very plausible because when Patrick Mahomes got it the first, it his, technically his second year, but it's right. starting, and uh, when Kurt Warner basically essentially wasn't necessarily a rookie quarterback, but he was a first-year starter back in 99 uh, when he won the, the, the uh, MVP and went on to win the Super Bowl. So uh, it's not necessarily uncharted territory. I just think that uh, they're going to hate on my boy. But I'll say this to be quiet about sports. I love C.J. Stroud because he loves, that young man loves the Lord. He really does. Yes, he does. Uh, he, yes, he, he does. He, as much as he can – Put that out there. He does. He has a father that um, is in prison, and he's kind of been lifting his his platform, trying to you know get some get his, his dad's case relooked at. So, if that's anybody that I would root for, C.J. Stroud is definitely one of them. And Houston really kind of deserves it after the whole situation with um, with um, uh, Deshaun Watson. Watson. Um, I, I think that they really and D'Amico Ryan's too. Shout out to him. You know, young black coach that's showing that he can coach as well. So. That's how you do it uh, there, JY. You don't have to do it with spiking the ball and cabin patching and telling everybody you're coming. What you got to do is just do the work and then tell folks you're coming. All right, I'm, I'm gone. Anyway, like I said, I'm still, I'm still hurt um, after this weekend, losing my, uh, my boys losing yesterday. Uh, I'm going to just say it's coaching. I think our coaching is just terrible. Um, flat out. You don't go that many, but whatever, mind. Um, Good to see Lewis in here. My daughter got her first basketball game today. She is the she is the starting point guard, um, but she technically played three positions. I think she plays uh, a one, um, uh, a swing two. I guess what it's called, or a forward. And she plays like a she can play a stretch four as well. But typically, for this team, she's playing one now. Uh, I'm debating because her and my son tried out for AAU. Both made it, but my daughter will be playing against the boys. So I don't know. I'm I'm praying about it. Just wondering if that's something I should let her do, if that'd be beneficial or not. Um yeah. So um y'all those of y'all who have girls that play sports and if you let them play against boys, 
I mean, she held her own in the scrimmage the other day. She was doing her thing. She got a jump shot that's so sweet. It's ridiculous. And she does play really good D. But, um, yeah, I don't know. But um, uh, let's see. This weekend was pretty cool. A uh, lot of chilling, a lot of driving. Uh, yesterday, my uh, pa- apostle had to pre- he pre- he been traveling like crazy. He had to preach at this other church for a um, their anniversary, and it was a Baptist Baptist church, like with the little the little time thing, the little the counters on the on the wall where they talk about tithes and all that on the wall um the podium on the floor away from the pulpit um the hallelujahs galore like hallelujah hallelujah they they, they, they weren't gonna reach that next level um you know that old time legion singing old time legion um and this was the crazy part did they do dr watts huh did they do dr watts no, no, no. They did a lot of, um, they had, I haven't seen devotional in, I don't know how long. They had devotional, y'all. With the how deacons. many deacons was up there? About 30 of them up there? Nah, it was only four, man. Them, them jokers, man. Them new, them new style deacons be trying to be cool. They had the old, the four of the old ones, and they got some new deacons that just moved tables. <laughs> <Dude. laughs> one of them have a pack of Newports and a, a bottle of Hennessy in the back pocket that you could see. Nah, they had a pack of Salem's, man. They had some Salem's and some uh, Cools, and uh, and uh, and some. You got to see punch. the cigarettes for real. No, I'm being facetious. I'm being facetious. I was getting ready to say they really, they really the old Carl, school. I've seen them now. I've seen a couple of loose cools in the ear, uh, standing. Oh yeah, most definitely. Standing up they would definitely go look at somebody's carburetor in a heartbeat afterwards. The cigarette name out. That's that's what it is. The carburetor. It's a carburetor. They'll definitely do that in the heartbeat outside after church. Take that tight gray jacket off, uh, <laughs> and they had that wife beater on up under there. And then, uh, but I did get experience some. I don't care what no one say. I don't care what anyone say. The best church punch comes from a Baptist church. I don't care what anyone say. I I, I grew right. up back. I grew up back. Diabetes number one. Diabetes. It is It is definitely a, a diabetes in the cup. Uh, my God. That's not diabetes. It's called diabetical. The, the, the diabetes. It's like the sugars. It's the sugars. It's the sugar. Yeah, and you know it was Baptist because the the kitchen lady was mean as all get out. I mean, the meanest lady in the world. I'm like, oh, this is Baptist all the way. I said, can I get another one for my wife? She said, I don't care. I'm like, I was like, what? She's like, I said, this is real good. She's like, what? I said, this is really good. She's like, whatever, boy. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, oh, Baptist church. It is. This is what happens. But this was the crazy part. So I'm my um, apostles. Like I'm one of the armor bearers. There's two armor bearers, but he has me really close to him because of the direction my wife and I are going. So uh, I go out there with his stuff or whatever, and I'm like looking for my wife to go sit down with her in the uh, congregation. And one of the mothers in the church talking about, "Are you guys ministers?" Me and the other armor bearer were like, "Yeah, we're elders." She's like, "Y'all need to go to the pulpit." I said, "Huh?" And I forgot, like the Baptist churches be wanting the preacher people to sit up in the pulpit. So it was weird because 
I don't like sitting in pulpits, even when I got to preach. Like, I just don't like it. Like, it's just weird to me. I feel like I'm looking over people all, you know, that I have to, that I'm been, now I'm being watched. And if I want to look at my phone and check the game real quick or whatever, I can't because everybody <laughs> got their eyes on me. And I got to make sure my pants is right and my shirt ain't rolled up because, you know, I ain't a little boy. You know, uh, uh, sometimes the shirt don't want a shirt tucked the way it's supposed to tuck or sit the way it's supposed to sit. So now I got to be all cautious of everything and, you know, make sure my legs sitting a certain way. Like it was just really weird, just sitting up there, and and um, and the apostle got the preaching real good. And I started getting up, and I get excited. I said, "Man, I'm looking like them preachers when I was in." Oh my lord, I'm looking like one of them preachers. But it was okay. It was a great experience, man. It was cool. To, uh, the pastor had me do the open to this uh, invitation to discipleship afterwards. They. They gonna they gonna want you to know who Jesus is after all the services. I wish people would do that more often. To be honest, we go to a lot of services and churches, and no one ever like opens the doors anymore. Like it's like we just walk out, just assuming, like or it's almost like it's a show. Like when you leave a show, no one asks you questions about the the show afterwards. No one uh, gives you the opportunity to in, increase your fanship or this that and the other. You just grab your coat and you leave, and one thing I did appreciate was seeing that, even though it was an anniversary service, still give the opportunity to evangelize. So uh, he had me do that because I was removing the mic thing because we don't, I don't like germs. We don't like germs. So my pastor would have his own mic cover and stuff in that nature. And I was fixing the mic and he told me to do it. And uh, them folk were ready to go. So they said, today ain't the day for me to meet Jesus. We've been here all day. Uh, Jesus gonna have to come up to meet him next week, baby. But uh, it was a good time, man. Just you know, just new experiences and uh, things in that nature. Uh, hearing some good old time choirs. I haven't heard a choir in forever, for real. Like a not not a professional choir, but like a church choir of folk who just who who. Did they just, have the quartet people? Was the quartet men there? No, it was it was women that it was a it was the pastor's original. So the founder of the church, um, he still got family, right? Um, and I guess his daughters, but they're old. So their granddaughters were singing, and they sung a, uh, like a quartet song. Uh, it was a lot of songs. And like one of the choir songs was good, but they didn't have the squall. This one song would it go like, uh, um, the blood, something about the blood. I forgot what it goes. And then it's like... Uh, there is no power, power in the blood. It's supposed to be that squall, but I didn't hear the squall. <laughs> and then my dude was like, they don't got no sopranos that can really do it. So I was very disappointed, like really upset. It's like going to Red Lobster and not them out of being out of Red uh, Cheddar Bay Biscuits. So I was Okay, so Saints, what's the name of that song? Where everybody, they, 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 everybody sing it. The blood, the blood still, still works. Still Come on. The blood still works. That's it. Yeah. Am I wrong? Mercy. Isn't that squall in that song, um, um, Bishop uh, Charles? Kinda, but you, I mean, but you know, I mean, we don't even know if you say it now if you don't even know the name of the song. Listen. I got 40 million songs going to my head and I ain't been in the Baptist church forever. So sorry, listen, I didn't know that the blood still works, the name of the song. So that's what's right. Leave me alone, leave me alone. But yeah, I knew there wasn't a squall in there. I, I just didn't hear the squall. Come on, the reason why my grandma used to do the squall. The blood works better than your memory, but go ahead. <laughs> my grandma used to do the squall growing up and uh, it really brought like memories because I miss my grandmama. See, see the reason why I'm saved now.
You know what I'm saying? So I was a little upset that I didn't hear the squall. So, but uh, yeah, that's it, man. That was a long time. I'll be talking, and I'm out of here. They did not outline a him. They did not do the him. They did not touch a him book at all. Uh, uh, And it wasn't hot. We went there earlier in the summer and it was hot. It was really hot in that place, but it wasn't hot yesterday. Most, I feel like all Baptist churches just be hot. This one was not hot. They definitely had the people. They they, they have the fans out even even though it wasn't hot. They still may have had a church fans. Yes, they did. They definitely have fans. Praise the Lord. And church hats. Church hat. Oh, praise, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The mother that told me to get in the pulpit. And the thing is this, like, I felt like if I didn't do it, oh, she I was going to get hit. Oh, yeah. She was going to be one of them. I, I give you yeah, a I, pinch. She like, pinch like, your I, arm. The pinch and twist. Yeah. I felt like um, it wasn't no good. You couldn't, and it was our, our ushers, like, it was our ushers ushering. And they flipped the script. Cause our ushers normally cool. They was being all serious. And, like. <laughs> they had their black and white on when I was reading the Bible. They had their arms crossed. I'm like, what? Who are y'all? Y'all acting brand new. Like, I was afraid to chew gum. Like, it it was like, y'all. You ain't supposed it. to chew no gum in a church. She probably would have really whooped you if you had the gum. I don't even like gum, but sometimes I'll chew bubble gum. But I'm talking about my ushers. Like, it was our church ushers. We're not a Baptist church. But our church ushers was doing their ushering for the service. And they was like, on a serious, like, Baptist, I, I, I honestly feel like Baptist ushers go through police academy training, right? Because them jokers just, almost, I would say military, they don't play. You know what I mean? They they, they can sniff gum out from the far. They, they had them fans, and then they, they decide what kind of fan they'll give you. Because, you know, they love to give the little kids the ones. With I'm the- still trying to figure out why they dressing up folks that look like the nurses in church. Because we used to have all that, too. But in the Baptist church and the Kojic church, they was even doing it in this past Kojic convention. Why are they still dressing people up like nurses? They, and they can't do CPR to save nobody. Like they they do have AIDS. They have case people pass out when they shout and they give them a little... They, you know, they have, that's the AIDS. They ain't no R.E.S. No, some of them are. Some of them are, some of them that are in that field, it, they are part of the ministry. They have, the, most of them that have that background are, are either have a background and they have to go through CP, uh, CBR, uh, whatever that is. Uh, and, 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 and then also, my other thing is they do. They have, I mean, I see it. Uh, and that was one of the things they had is because they had to make sure that they were uh, certified to to do whatever they need to do. You never know. Johnny might come in there drunk and get saved. <laughs> Dr. Trina, you know, daggone well growing up, them daggone nurses didn't know anything about anything. All they know is give the Well, the ones, let me say this. The ones that I, let me go back. Let me go back and clarify this because I can't speak for everybody. The ones <laughs> that my Baptist church they had a board. They had the uh, the uh, the A board. It was the nurse's A board, and they had to have certain things done because the Baptist Convention Center in West Virginia made them go through it. So you couldn't be a part of the Baptist Convention Center if your people was not in line. So I don't know about what y'all did. 
But we were <laughs> part of the Baptist. Ain't that right, Pastor Charles? If you were a part of the Baptist Convention Centers, then uh, that association made you made sure because if you had any of the big pastors come in, you had to make sure your stuff is right. So they, yeah, they they did. Excuse me. Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Good morning. Uh, I know Coaches has a whole ministry that, that it's just for the nurses. They have RNs, all of it, a whole division. Uh, I, I the Holy Convocation. Like the the whole the Holy Convocation was just in Memphis. It just ended yesterday. Yeah, and they yeah, have sure a, they have a whole ministry, whole just like a department of evangelism. They have mm -hmm. a department of nurses and RNs and all of that. They got a whole division. They got doctors included that deals with that a whole division. They've had it for years. And at one time, the Urshas, just basic Urshas, had a convention uh, across the board where you were trained how to hold that dough <laughs> and hold that corner. Because I went. <laughs> I was trained as a junior Ursha and an Ursha in that they had. I don't know if they still have it today, but we went to training. You know, that was Saturday morning. And you spend all day how to hold that dough and how to hold the your arm and, and how people how to walk with when they fall. I still know yeah. how to do it. I still know how to do it because you got trained. It wasn't no, I want to be an Ursha and put you on the dough. I want to be an Ursha. And your first training class is next Saturday at 10 a.m. Yeah, they gave the numbers. You had to, they, they pull your ear for certain things. They they gave you numbers, uh, all kinds of stuff. You had yes, code. It yes, was a code. It was eye training. And, it was a code. And all of that. You you could do a certain hand signal, and the earth on the other side knew what to do. And it was a it was a precision to when you were relieved off the door and someone took your place. And I uh mm. -mm. There's some of these new ones. I don't know what they're doing. You, you all went through seal. Y'all went through seal six training. Sure right. did. So did. With JL, so I did. had that training. I had that training. Even when we was, uh, even when Michael was little, I was on the, uh, and this was when I was in my twenties, and I was on the nurses guild, and we had to do CPR. We had to do heart rescue. Um, we had to learn the whole gamut. Yeah, you had to have the, the, the men. The, the church were filled, and they were filled with a lot of elderly people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Know, you had to know how to do all of this. And we had nurses on there. Nurse, I, That's how I learned how to do blood pressures and stuff. <laughs> learn how, hey, we had to know it. So, and the Ursa boy. They they look like the military. I, I ain't playing. They with sure you. do, and they all they white. What they do. <laughs> so, hey, it wasn't no joke. It still ain't no joke. Uh, they they got away from that. Uh, uh, Mother Lynn, listen, don't even. Mm -mm. I, all I, way I way. Mm -mm. they way I way. Mean, the all, they, the Kojic still do the, it. Some Baptists may still do it. But no, 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 no. I mean got... the nursing part. I don't mean the, the nursing part. I mean the nursing no, part. I'm they still talking about back. the nursing part too. They don't do. They don't. They don't have them nurse aides like they used to. You, you know. Oh no. Well, I oh, no. know for sure. I know for sure. At New Hope, <clears throat> at New Hope in Newark, all of their nurses 
RNs or nurse practitioners. Certified. All, yeah, certified. All of them. In you cannot life. be a, in real life. You cannot be a nurse at New Hope if you without are not going to have your proper paperwork. Being a real nurse in Yep. The the past I grew up under, mm-hmm. she was a nurse. She's she still yeah, uh, I know she's still there. And she does. She went into no. the private home. And she still does. Even though my first, my past I grew up was going to be with the Lord, she's still at the church. But she does uh, private duty now. So she's been a nurse for years. Mm-mm. Well, I'll tell you what. The, the meanest usher is that usher that's the old lady and got bad feet. She can't bend her feet, so she got to pick her feet up and walk down the aisle. Come on here. You, they anointed. They, they, they anointed to hold that door doing prayer. I remember one time that the they was the deacons was praying, and <laughs> the usher looked through the peephole because in the Baptist church, you know, at the, they got a window, a little yeah, window yeah they had the, the window, the mm-hmm. yeah, that window. <laughs> And if that usher look at you in that window with that look while you trying to open up that door, door gave you prayer, that look, baby. I'm, I'm, not <laughs> telling you, I'm telling you, you bet not come in there. And then she goes, say, you know, we was, a, you know, you can't walk doing prayer. You can't walk <laughs> right. But you touch that though, baby. I'll tell you the truth. Mm-mm. That's the but truth. You know what? And- I see so many people walking doing prayer and scripture reading. It 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 makes they don't have no reverence. Wrong. Ain't got no reverence, no, no respect. No reverence. My grandkids be getting up to move. I tell them sit down, and they be looking at me, and they said, "But mama, I don't care." <laughs> don't you move? Right, they be like, "Go on yourself, then." Like you. Said, Go on yourself. Yeah, I, 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 you know what? I had to catch myself sometimes too, because I was. Just, because especially being like involved in, in so many auxiliaries in church for so long that I re coming down here, I had to retrain myself because I was one of those ones that would get up and move during the scripture reaching, reading or when a preacher get ready to start or whatever, because I had to go to the back of the booth or I had to go over to here or I had to go do this. I found myself moving around a lot. And now I catch myself because like people, you know, they hope you know they 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 respect my wife and myself a whole lot and i but i realize that i'm not above the you know the respect and the order right so i find myself now you know just chilling you know what i mean like i, I know my medicine might be kicking in and i'm it's going i'm going to be doing the dance but you know as long as he's not reading the whole psalms 19 i'll be okay you know what I mean? But, <laughs> you know, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? But or Deuteronomy 27. I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? But um uh yeah, I have to, you know, you know, retrain myself, you know, even like with praise and worship and standing up and stuff. Like a lot a lot of people, I think that's across the board. A lot of people just will sit down and do it, but you know, I've always been keen to making sure I I, I raise my I stand up when it t- come for that time or whatever. But yeah, it do be a lot of moving, and I can see why some people get upset because it's distracting too, especially if you're preaching and you're speaking up there. You know, it can be distracting with all that moving around and things. So like you know, you know, get the answer. Okay, so y'all may not like me, so. During so like in the first part of our service, you know, we get we start off and and people are trying to come in. I don't know why it is that people can't come in at eight uh, at eight forty five and come in and get your seats. But everybody comes right at the time service starts, right? So they come in 
And I need folks to get in place because you just, you know, like for instance, I'll be in my office until like almost three minutes of service, depends on what's going on. And so my wife or somebody be up there praying and doing their thing. I'm walking around the edge of the church, trying to be inconspicuous, but I walk around. So y'all wouldn't like me. You, you wouldn't like me. And I and I tell folks, just come on in, come in and sit down. Stop, stop waiting at the door and causing a bottleneck for no reason. Come on in. Just come in and, <laughs> and you know, it's free. Come in, sit down. Or stand up or whatever you're supposed to be doing. Just, but just come in and find your seat rather than having everybody being held up in the bottleneck kind of thing. But you know, I think I that, think more or less guy. they was talking about, Pastor. I think they more or less talking about when when um you're reading the scripture or when prayer is going i i don't i, I mean because you're free to move around i mean i don't think people should just be sitting outside the door but if the if the open devotion is going on uh you know uh, respect that part just don't come in when they're praying i i, I that that's just i don't care who it is it can be the bishop the pope or whoever you just honor that i mean you just you just i don't i don't get it i i just don't get it but if you come in and now if it's just coming in whatever but if if you're coming in when they're actually praying um um mm, mm, i i got i i got a, i personally got a problem with that i'm yeah, I'm yeah if you're coming in when they're praying or when someone's coming, you know, when they are in the worship and praise and worship, that's fine because that's what you do. But when you come in and and and, and this that's that's not even you're not reverencing this, the, the presence of God coming in. And you uh, so that to me, I don't care who it is. Like I said, it could be the archbishop, it can be whoever. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I give them a look. I'm I'm ushering at that time. My whole attitude changed because I'm like, I know you just did not different. Because I'm I'm like you 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 ain't got no upbringing. I mean I don't Where care who it is. Just, mode, you don't do that when it comes to the prayer. When it comes to prayer and when it comes to that part of it, it's like mm, mm no no. I'm gonna give God reverence. You don't do that. That's just this. That's out of order. I don't care who it is. And so if you got some kind of teaching and you in some type of leadership form, then you out of order. That's that's just bottom Dr. line. Trina, that's the way I see it. So y'all y'all kick me church, out the room right now. Kick me out. <laughs> in my in my church, prophet doctrine, <clears throat> we could not move during prophecy. We could oh move. no, you don't move yes. during prophecy. We, oh, that we, is a big no. You no. could you could let me tell you, and this is why the the Lord because it's my discipline. This is why I don't need music and strings and all of that for 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 prophecy because. In my church, when there was a prophetic word going forth, it was always a corporate word. Never, in, uh, very seldomly do we get individual, individual. words, but it was You're always right, right, a right, right, corporate right, word. Right, right. You, so you we, were taught, <clears throat> we were taught, uh, and we knew it, uh, JY, because my pastor would give what we call a cadence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when she would give that cadence, oh, God about to speak. That's it. About to say, you knew. So the Amen. music would stop. The people would sit. You would not budge. Move. Because when the Lord is speaking, the scripture said, let the whole earth keep silent. So we would have to sit. We would have to be still. And you knew when the person would stop prophesying, then they would start. And, and we knew it because when, when my pastor said, he's my Messiah. Uh-oh. God about to speak. Right. He mama, he mama, she was, he was, he mama, Messiah. God said, I see right. you. 
even by myself. Everybody was, because we knew. And see, people don't reference that. And they they think it's a joke nowadays, uh, uh, Pastor Jerry, uh, Bishop uh, Apostle. Uh, They think it's a joke because they don't know the move of God. We had literally experienced this in our shut-in on Friday night. Literally, um, Saturday, uh, Friday night, I did the 24-hour shut-in, and we experienced the move of God that we, it was a hush, almost close to 100-something people in the room Saturday morning, and it was a hush. I mean, a pen could drop, and there was Amen. nobody on the app talking. What I, I don't know if y'all was in there, but some people was in there, and they can let you know that was there was no nothing going on, and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to us in a corporate and we had someone to come in and that had the that knew the word of what God was saying and translate it because the person that had it was speaking it and that but there was a translator in the room that's how God works and so and it that they don't rec- they don't reference that they think it's a joke now I mean they so uh, into this individual thing and all this other stuff uh, it's just sickening to me it's just sickening to me then so let me listen let one, me talk my one yard. apostle one, one apostle went viral a couple of years ago <laughs> Pastor Charles uh, uh, Doctor Doctor Patton you might know she was prophesying and the man kept walking in front of her. So she stopped in the middle of her prophesying. She said, "Stop walking in front of the prophet." Yeah, <laughs> bro, that video was so funny. <laughs> the walking in front of the prophet. That was hilarious. no, she, no, 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 no. She said it emphatically. She said it emphatically. Stop walking in front of the prophet. <laughs> right. She was she was known for that for a long time too, for real. But Lord, she was right though. She was right. Yeah. I mean, that's because it's, it's out of order. It's so much out of order, and God is bringing order back in. Because this, listen, uh, I, I don't know, Pastor Charles. Uh, I, I, that's just my opinion. That you know, I'm in certain places, certain ways. I'm still old school. We don't move around when when prayer is going on. You give reference to the the, the word of God. Um, those are those are, and then when He's speaking to us in in prophet in prophecy, we, we when the, it's a corporate word going up. Those three things. That's just like a no no. I I I I just uh, that's just me. People got this new school thing. They got this all this. I'm gonna do it my way, whatever. But these things right here are they 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 didn't do it. They didn't even go into the Ark of Covenant. You got to look at what even the atonement. They couldn't do certain things. They couldn't even go past that area. I understand it's Old Testament, but we got to look at where we are. We cannot go and change it to dictate what our, our convenience. And that's what that's what we're doing is making it convenient for us because it's not moving the way. So we want conveniency now. And that's what's going on in the church. So let me dock my y'all. Let me, I mean, I'm going to have to poly bounce out of here, but I just wanted to say that. You, uh, Dr. Dr. Trina, let me tell you, Dr. Trina, uh, my pastor was prophesying. And whenever she prophesied, she prophesied with her eyes closed. She was prophesying standing in front of the church with her eyes closed. And one of the youth walked past her. She knew better. She knew better. My pastor had her eyes closed and she felt in the spirit that somebody walked past her. And then when the person, when the young, one of the young people walked past and sat down, she said, who just walked past me? And, and, and she was scared. 
She said, you know better. She pointed her out. You know better. <laughs> Here's the funny part. She said, because you know better, you'll be bald for the rest of your life. And to this wow. day, that girl, that girl has no hair. Oh, my God. Till this day, Jesus. she has no hair. To this day. That's God reverence and respect for the move of God. God ain't playing. God ain't playing. It was, it was, I'm telling you. Every time I see her, I just laugh. Because I said, you she ain't got no hair, you probably got there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. she has no God hair. ain't playing. Oh. If he can strike people dead in, in the church house, watch oh, out. Come on. And we got this new thing. We, we got this new thing. You know, he struck him dead in church. You don't think he go, listen, God, we ain't serving a man. We serving God, but we done got it twisted because we think we God. Come on here, somebody. And so now Heather, we want this Heather. and that. And so we don't think he, gonna, he ain't going to do something to you because of the way you handle the anointing that he gave you, the things that he's done for you. And you think you, you ain't going to have to go through nothing. Oh, that's why we got sick folks now. Look at look at what uh, um, I ain't going to say his name, but uh, that you know what I'm going to talk mm -hmm, about. But look mm -hmm. at him. There's certain people that you just can't do any kind of thing and think it's OK. And you're going to just say whatever you want to say to the people of God and lead them astray. That devil is a lie. Yeah. And uh, 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 Dr. Apostle Trina, I think what's interesting just from the commentary I've been listening to the last few minutes in particular, like when there is prayer going on in church and if it's prayer that really is stirring or even just prophecy healing those kind of things i think the reverence is the part that is startling because i can even tell there's been times growing up in church and just all my years of being in worship that the slightest of things can distract you from really tapping into the presence and i think that's the part that we miss you know, and people don't understand. And when you, it's not about the whole thing of the ushers taking your gum and, you know, keeping a lock on the door. It is, it's more to it than that. It is literally because human attention, our attention span is so short. Even in worship, we have to really be cognizant of those distracting, fleeting little things that the enemy can use to snatch somebody out from being in the presence of God or being in presence of mind to really get what they are needing from God. And not only just that person, but other people that's in the room. I, I think that we have downplayed that from that angle more so than, you know, what Big Mom and them did when they right. came to the door. It, it, it was more to it than that. And, and I, I agree with you because the, the, you see more healing. You see more things happen. Now you got all these people doing whatever. And I'm not saying that God is not going to do what he said he's going to do. But it's like when we come together in one accord and we come together to do certain things in a unified body of believers, then their movement, the things happen um, more swiftly, quickly. Uh, and, and so we see more of a deliverance, healing and all these different things taking place because there's no distraction. There's nothing uh, that's holding you back from entering in and going to the ne 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 level, another level. But just like look at um, 
in the book of Acts, when they were in the upper room, they, they all came on one accord and things start to happen. You got to look, God give us all kinds of signs and signals to let us know that this is how it needs to be done. But we got so beyond ourselves that we want to do it our way and, and have our own way of doing things. And this, you know, um, like I said, it's, it's been interesting, uh, uh, just coming off of this, uh, 24 hour, um, shut in on clubhouse, uh, which was very powerful, very life changing. We had so many people come in the room. Um, and so, um, but I, listen, I, I'm grateful for what God did because it truly was a move of God. And those hours of 20, uh, we actually didn't close out for 26 hours. We went 26 hours. Um, but there was a healing that took place. Someone went and laid hands on someone at a hospital. Again, I don't know what it is about me and my 24 hour, 26 hour rooms, but someone went to a hospital again and there was um, a transformation of healing and taking place in a hospital. Uh, and so God is still working uh, miracles, signs and wonders. Um, there was so so many people getting healed and delivered, but that's, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. So, um, I, I'm, I'm just grateful that God is still using people like myself and different ones like you all that are really have a hunger and thirst to, to get people, um, into the line of God and, and into the, doing the purpose of God. Uh, so, that's all I want to say. Uh, thank you for allowing me to speak. I know I'm out of turn. Uh, forgive me if I am out of turn. Forgive me for coming in the room and, and, and causing any this uh, any kind of disorder. But I am about decent in the order. But I just wanted to say that I was going to give my little input on those things. You all have a blessed and wonderful day. You know, the younger, when I talk to the younger generation about that, you know, moving, doing prayer and everything, most of them look at me and say, Y'all so old-fashioned. Don't nobody have to do that again. And I'll be looking at them like, hmm, okay, if that's what you think. You know. Uh, I had to do it then, to relate it to something they know. It's the, it, the principle is still the same. If you bring it to something that they know, and they're like, oh, I hate when they be moving. I said, that's how God feels too. Right, right. So, you know, uh, I mentioned it to my son. And he said, Ma, I said, it's a point of reverence. So he started watching it and he noticed. So he started mentioning to the congregation uh, that these things are important. So I'm going to get off because I need to work now. Now, y'all. Normally, I agree. I completely agree. Um, I see Pastor Lewis in the room. Pastor Lewis, we ain't heard your voice in a long time, man. How you doing? Greet us. We just going Yeah, on I tried to room. call him a couple times. Pastor Lewis, you owe me a phone call, text message, something. I don't, I don't know if I got the right number anymore, but that's you okay. God bless you. I love you. To build a church. Well, that's what I needed to that's know about the church. Yeah, you know, working hard. Pastor Lewis, you available to greet us for a second? You busy? I haven't heard of all shucks in a while. Oh, shucks is, yeah, I know. I I forgot about the all sh Okay, I'm assuming he probably at work or busy somewhere. Pastor Jacob, how you doing this morning? I see you right there, too. You available? Good morning to all of you. Uh, I have been over here cracking up and listening to y'all. Uh, been having a good little old time by myself, uh, and uh, 
I, I'm good. I'm good. The Lord has been really, really nice to me this weekend. Um, got a chance to be in Atlanta all last week. Uh, had an opportunity to preach at four different spaces, Dublin, Augusta, Augusta, Atlanta. Um, yeah. And so the Lord was really, really nice to us on last week. Uh, on the way back, got an opportunity to meet and hang out with uh the bishop from Greenleaf, Keith Davis. Uh, so I've got a chance to meet him and hang out with him over the weekend and uh, really nice to us in that regard. Uh, and um, yeah, I preached uh, yesterday, just like Prophet Jerry, I had something to do. Uh, me completely to the left. And I said, okay, well, whatever you say, uh, uh, Oh, who calling you? Your phone, Robert. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, excuse me, just for a minute. Yeah, I was gonna say your thing vibrating off the hook, sir. <laughs> yeah, man, I got busy. He busy. I seen him. Yeah, I, I, I had to look at his, my phone. Yeah, I was like, okay, he be, but I seen his picture they posted. He been he been busy. God is doing some great things for, and I, I'm excited. Let me say this, and then I, I got to go. Uh, Pastor Lewis, are you ready to talk? Well, greetings, man of God. Let me mute my mic. Lord, I seen that blink. God, <laughs> shucks, he getting ready to talk, y'all. Oh, shucks in my soul. I'm telling you, it's so good to hear everybody's voice. So good to be with you all. Um, life has been lifing. Um, you know, we trying to build a. We trying to build God a church, huh? We trying to build him a church, <laughs> and uh, we trying to build him a people. <laughs> what are you saying? You trying to do what? <laughs> a church? I can't a wait because I've been calling you about that church. I I need to come to Atlanta. I got some people looking for church. I said, oh, let me because we mentioned uh, his name. Then we in in the room here, Prophet. Then we mentioned uh, his name a couple of times, Mother Lou, Mother Lynn, yeah. when we was looking for help for the young lady. Wow. I said, yeah, yeah, let me. I sent him a text message. I said he could change his number. Oh yes, God. check your channel, check your thing. Listen, I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting. I'm, I I got it. Your better. phone number. Every time I call, I said either he busy or he just don't want to talk to me no more. No, you know I, said, I love you oh, too much. Okay. You know I love you okay. too much not to talk to you. I, I got to well, do better. Check my voicemail. Yeah, I text you as well. So look at your text message okay, and send I'm, me I'm, a new number. You got my number. I, yes. Mine ain't changed. Yours might have changed. I ain't changed. No, my, it, it hasn't changed. I promise you it hasn't changed. It's, it's been the same for the last 23 years, I promise. But um, but yeah, so I, I, I got to do better. But I love y'all. I miss y'all. I was so happy to see. Um, I know uh, Dr. Hobson was, was somewhere in, in, in my vicinity. But, you know, we... we uh, probably just missed each other. Um, I've seen, I've been watching everybody. I've been seeing Jay Wild on social media. Prophet Jerry, I've been in a couple of his rooms, and he prophesied my socks off. I mean, just as accurate as he want to be. Um, and so, uh, who else have, have I seen? I've seen Pastor Charles. Yeah. God made it fail. I'll leave it alone. Um, <laughs> I'll leave it alone, Doctor Charles. I. <laughs> yes sir and so i've been seeing everybody and just watching but um you know uh just definitely been uh been consumed with um building god's people uh, for real that's been that's been my drive is is to build god's people more so than the building but you know to build the body 
um but yeah so you know it's it's been it's been crazy um you know um i'm just trying to catch y'all up in a matter of seconds um but you know um yeah so we we've had some great opportunities um and so as you all have probably seen on my social media we have partnered with um bishop isibio and lady lorana phelps with uh, new faith christian church and um First Lady Shalina and I will be uh, the campus pastors of their Mableton campus um, coming up in 2024. And so that has been, yeah, it's been, it's been tremendously amazing. Um, and so that's that. Um, Restoration Church is still, you know, around, um, but we, you know, we've, we've come under the, the umbrella of um, New Faith Christian Church. Uh, well, not New Faith Christian Church, but more rather um, the International Fellowship of Christian Churches under Bishop Phelps. Um, excuse me one moment. Yes, ma'am. I need you to check my Okay, I'm on my way up. Okay. And so, um, so we're doing that under the, the International Fellowship of Christian Churches under Bishop Phelps. And so um, that, that has been amazing. Y'all, um, some people reached out to me on Facebook and they actually, um, we've been talking over the last, oh, God, probably four months or so, but um, they, they begin to follow the ministry online and um, we've been talking. And so they actually want to start, um, a restoration church in Pakistan. And so we're looking to go over to Pakistan in 2024, sometime around May um, of 2024 to go Not over there. Not Pakistan, what? No, for real, it's been crazy. It's been crazy for real. And <laughs> so, to go to Pakistan. I know somebody over in Pakistan, another pastor. Come on now. Jesus really? Christ, oh, perfect. Because, you know, of course, you know, we're still vetting everything and just, you know, making sure you know, what's what, but. You know, so God has been doing some amazing, amazing things. Um, Y'all pray for me. This month we'll be celebrating 20, uh, 20, 20 plus, 20 years of marriage this year. Um, Congratulations. In, in November. So, you know, we'll, I'll be taking my wife to a couple of little different places and doing some things. But, um, man, I'm so excited to be in the room with everybody. Um, yeah, man, it's good to see y'all. Um but yeah, JY, let her, let her play, man. Let her let her let her play with the boys because it's just it's gonna it's gonna give her a different kind of grit. You know what I'm saying? Um, Addie, Addie just played with um. Now y'all know Addie's um only in eighth grade, but um uh a varsity um like junior and seniors only. Um, they called me and they said, "Hey, we saw Addie. Uh, we heard about her. Can can she come run with us um, o over the weekend?" And so I was like, "Yeah, why not?" Now this is girls, of course, but you know, um, her playing with her brother and all of the fellas up at you know um, at the local rec center and you know just being able to to, to get it in on a different level um, definitely has intensified her grit and just you know her her sense of the game um, because you know boys play a lot faster. Um, you know, and it's a lot more physical. Um, and so, you know, I told him, hey, now don't don't kill her, but you know, let let her feel it for real. You know, so now she she's you know, she was just up um at uh we have a um huge sports center called Lake Point 
and she was up at Lake Point with juniors and seniors. She was the only eighth grader out there. Dropped 10 on their nugget, um, caused turnover. She got the game-winning rebound. Oh, Addie, come on. She got, she got the game-winning rebound, and uh, they fouled her because we were um, we were up by one. No, I'm sorry. We were up by two. We were up by two. She got the game-winning rebound. They fouled her, and then um, with point six or point four seconds left on the clock, Addie went to the line, iced them two, put the game out of reach, and so um, or it was one point four seconds left on the clock, but put the game out of reach for them. You know, locked it down, and so I just really believe that 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 came from you know her not only being able to play AAU, but you know just her experience with playing with her brother. You know, her brother's a senior in high school, and so she'd be up there with all of them that play high school basketball. You know, and and they treat her like she's a basketball player. They don't be like, oh, watch out for Addie. They'd be like, no, you know, and they get on her just like they get on the other boys. Like, hey, like stop playing around. So you know. Uh, let her play, man. Let her let her play. Let her get that experience. Let her let her feel what that's like because all that's gonna do is is you know position her for um you know for when she gets down when she gets back with the other girls she's gonna be on a whole nother page. So I say let her play. I, I agree. Yeah, my daughter's in the eighth grade too, but my daughter shot up her height. Like I think last year she was like five three. Like right now I think she's sitting at about five eight. She in the eighth grade, and so um, my lord. Oh yeah, let her play. Yeah, she's going to get them boards. She'll bounce and grab them boards in a heartbeat against them boys. And um, she run point. She had a, uh, I think, I don't know if the coach will have a run point in AAU. So she'll mm -hmm. go back to her favorite position, which is the three. But, okay. Uh, she likes one. So she's she going to be that forward? She's going to be a forward? She a forward now. She's a, a point guard now. She they got, uh, So they got A team and B team here. And okay. Because it's a lot of it's a lot of kids in sports. Audrey Audrey would have been playing. She would have been on the A team, but she would have been having to be like the six man, or whatever. Because she plays three positions. But then the B team would have been just trash, 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 trash. So Audrey said, "Well, I'll just play on the B team, um, but I'll be available for A team if need be." So A team, they got her starting at one, and she uh, really. Yeah, she's a point but she, guard. her favorite is three. So three is forward. Three is a forward, yeah. But she learned but she yeah. worked so hard during this offseason, y'all. And she's gotten so better at dribbling, like moving the ball, um, right hand. Oh, and so her handling hand. skills is good. So that's good. She got yeah, some she, handling yeah. skills. She worked so hard. I never seen a person progress from where she was. Because last year she did good. She was just a, just a scorer. That's all she did last year. She just she played the point, but they ran little stupid plays. I, I'm pray for me, um, Pastor Lewis, because I'm trying to just be a dad. I, I suffered through my son's football season this year, and um, it was just tough. Like just being a dad, knowing I know the game. Um, I played it, you know, at a, at a high level. Just watching they just call, call stupid. I mean, oh Lord, help me. So, um, and they these they these 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 coaches. I don't know if you got to deal with this either, Lewis where they don't want you to really yell that much in the stands. And I'm like, look, Distraction. I pay, yep. yeah. I pay, yeah, I pay they, tickets. You know what no, I mean? And, facts. But they know because they the, the coaches be scared that your kid is going to listen to you more right. than more than, you, than they listen to them. So, but yeah, I, I'm I, like, nah. I have to I walk out because I don't, I, I know that because I coached before. So I know I don't want my kids, I didn't want my kids hearing their parents 
You know what I mean? But I listened to the input of the parents, though. I used to as well when I was a lineman coach. You know, because some people may know, like, you, you can't act like you know everything. And you can't see everything either. You know what I mean? And so, like, for instance, my son's football team this year. I'm sorry, y'all, for taking too long. But um, I saw an exploit on, on, on for our defense to be beneficial. I'm like, the guard and the, the center and the guard is not coming up fast enough. We can blitz that A-gap, and we're going to be back there all the time. So I yelled it out. A-gap's wide open. Send your middles. Right? And then the coach, I guess the coach heard me because then he said – uh, TJ and whatever, because my son was the outside linebacker. He played, my son played wide receiver, running back, outside linebacker, kick returner like crazy. He was an outside linebacker. And I said, he he couldn't get, all he can do is make contain. But when the coach heard me, he said, Ray, uh, TJ, uh, uh, Jackson, go, A-gap. I mean, as soon as the ball was snapped, they was in the backfield. And all the kids on the sideline looked at me. And they was like, man, you should be a coach. And I was like, and then I got up. Then we get a message in our little band thing talking about parents don't be yelling on the sideline or whatever. I thought they were directed to me. And I'm the type of dude, I walk up to your face and ask you, like, yo, you got a problem with me? And they said, no. Nah. Now, granted, I'm not a small person. So, of course, they might say, nah. <laughs> you know, but they said, nah. They said, actually, they appreciated me saying that. I guess it was another team for the other age that a dad was tripping about his son. Yeah, they probably was like, you were calling out the plays. Yeah. No, 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 the they, they, team, no, because they the couldn't stop team. it. From the other yeah. team, yeah. Yeah, I, they, they I, couldn't yeah. stop it. No, I mean, like, you you called it out loud as day, telling your guy to go A-gap, and you can't stop it. Like, you know what's coming, and you can't stop it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, and I know, I noticed something about our offensive line, like, wild line. My AJ got a, a – uh, AJ can only break so many tackles. They These boys ain't blocking. So they put AJ a slot, and then he got – um. He got, you know, he did his thing on the, um, he got a touchdown and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's real deal. So like my daughter's hooping now and I just, you know, I'm just trying to keep cool. I don't want to be that dude, that dad, that, that be out there just. No, you, know, you oh. can get blocked out. They, they, they can block y'all from coming to the games now. Yeah, I just, so, I'll walk away, but I'll walk, I'll just, I'll just walk off. Cause like last year I got mad because my daughter got a concussion in the game. She got fouled so hard. She hit the ground. The refs didn't call it. And then my daughter, like, literally got up and walked off the court, <laughs> like, almost in the middle of the play. And then the coaches was like, are you ready to go back in? Because she was, like, literally the best player on the team. And they put her back in and not realizing that she had a whole concussion. And so I'm like, so now I, I talked to them about that this year. Like, listen, I'm, I'm, if something happened to my daughter, I'm, I'm going to say something. Because at the end of the day, she your student and your, your whatever, but that's still my daughter. Like, so – Y'all, y'all gonna, you know, I, and I mean, and they respect me in that way. I don't, I'm not one of those painful parents or whatever. I just, you know, but yeah, it is definitely tough when you know the game and you just see, I, I, my daughter showed me her little playbooks they got. And I mean, Lewis, oh God, man, just, yeah. <laughs> they got no motion. They just, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm already knowing, bro. <laughs> So that's why I'm like, that's the only reason why I thought about putting her really in AAU just so she can get more experience and develop. And it's not a lot of many, it's not that many AAU girl teams, but a lot of, cause a lot of the girls realistically play on the boy teams. Like a lot of the girls do play on boy teams. So uh, I just wanted to think, you know, see if she, if that'd be it. And um, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and probably take your advice. Go ahead and let her get on there. Cause that coach won't hurt bad. Cause she got her jump shot is beautiful. So yeah.
Yeah, yeah man, let it get in there and get busy. Our for AAU real. team travels too, so hopefully we mess around and go to Georgia. My my daughter might face up against your girl. <laughs> hey, that now that would be amazing for real. Yeah, that would be that'd be pretty tough. I would have to stand. I, look, I would have to stand in the middle of the court so I could be, you know, partial. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be rooting for both of them at the same time. Listen, me too. But I seen your daughter move that ball, bro. She can move that peel. She she know what she's doing with that peel. Man, listen. <laughs> I told her. I said, hey, if you're gonna do anything, you know, what I'm saying you you become a facilitator first. And off of your facilitation, that's that's between facilitating and your defense. Your defense is going to turn into your offense. But being able to facilitate the basketball is going to move people out of position, and then that's when you'll find you. You know what I'm saying? That's when you'll find yours. So, I, I've been preaching that since she since she's been going. So you know, it's it's been seeming to prove to be true. <laughs> you, we, you know, Jy, we know a little something about she, this game. She's loud and she knows how to get. They respect her. The teammates respect her. So she's able to put people in position and tell them where to go. Like, that's one part of the game that I said that really increased was just her understanding the court vision, like where to put people at, where to go here, and where to do this, and where to tell a person to go, you know, which I think is really an underrated skill. That's why I like LeBron. Like, I always say when they had the argument between who's better between LeBron and Jordan, I'm always say LeBron because I feel like LeBron made other people around him better. And my daughter has that ability to make other people around her better. Even when they Jay, why where are you where are you located at? I'm in Austin, Texas. Oh, you in Austin. Yeah. I Texas was, I just, Christian uh, uh Texas Christian University. Um I, I know the actual um Nia, Nia Jackson, mm -hmm. assistant coach. Mm -hmm. Um I know her direct I mean I I've been knowing her since she's a baby. So um yeah, and so when they get ready to do recruiting, uh, she's trying to stay in the field because she played basketball overseas. Uh, mm -hmm. She played. Uh, she was a coach for uh, Oregon, and then she was a coach for somebody else. But Texas Christian just picked, uh, brought her over to be a coach uh, last year, uh, and so they do pretty good. They're doing pretty good. They won a game last night. So. Oh, that's what's up. I, yeah, uh, so. I know when, when during my daughter's tryout, I mean, um, they had they got to do tryouts here regardless. There was a lot of people watching their tryouts from like just just the district in general, and a lot of people were talking about my daughter. Texas ain't um, no joke when they come to yeah. There's but the, but the other team got some really good girls. They got two. They got if they knew how to run um, a three guard scheme, they'll be unstoppable. Because there's two of the guards Austin, on the other Texas? team. Huh? You said Austin. Austin, yeah. Her school that she goes to, we go to Huddle. I live in Huddle, which is like a suburb of Austin. Um, oh, I got to find out where Toy's daughter go because she's uh, Tinsley, last name Tinsley. Uh, she's a, a senior. But uh, Ashley, uh, 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 she's actually on the basketball and track. And so, and then she got her academic thing, but she's she's like um, number one on basketball. If you follow, if you, I think we're Facebook friends, you and um, Aunt Pastor Lewis, you probably see I posted my daughter. She was actually athlete of the month last year um, for the district of her school because she, uh, she runs track too. And she, she got a mile, she run a mile, like, like six minute mile. Um, and like, she just really just worked hard. But yeah, a lot of people was there watching her 
and I don't think nobody really recruiting at this right now at, at eighth grade. I could be wrong. I don't know if she people start to put eyes on her or whatever, but uh, her school got three really good, amazing guards, and my daughter's a guard too. But she's really like I, I would say she's a swing forward, I guess what you want to call it to me, or a point forward. If they knew how to run that scheme, uh, granted, Team B would be trash, but I think they would go undefeated with uh, my daughter, this girl named Caitlin, and this other girl named Miriama um, on that A team. I don't think no one would be able to stop them, like literally, because my daughter plays really good defense and she can rebound like crazy. Um, and she can shoot like she got probably got the best jump shot in the whole district. And I'm just saying this like right now, her jump shot is ridiculous. Um, for her to be an eighth grader can hit threes the way she can hit from from like far off. It's ridiculous. Um, she's she still got to work on her left hand. That's the only thing I think was probably holding her back is just getting that left hand down. But she got she got everything else. Uh, I'm honestly thinking about Lewis putting her in, getting her private coaching as well, because um, this is what she want to do. She really want to focus on basketball. So I'm thinking about getting her some private coaching as well to really kind of help her fine tune. And, I, and the AAU guy, he really want to coach her. He really want to work with her so bad. So, uh, yeah, y'all just keep me in prayer because this stuff ain't cheap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this sports is not cheap. Uh, y'all hear me? They ain't cheap, so um, y'all keep me in prayer, and um, that'd be great too. I, um, I she want to play in college. She want to play for LSU though. So I, I mean, I guess she's young, so she don't know no better right now. But y'all know. <laughs> Well, shout out to the real basketball dads of waking up with the profit. <laughs> the real athlete dads. <laughs> I love it, man. Listen, y'all, the time now is 11.53, which means it's time for us to go ahead and get to work. Um, I'm supposed to be heading up to this church, but I don't really know what's going on with them. Y'all pray for my strength in the Lord. Y'all pray my strength in the Lord. Pastor Lewis, I'm actually here working with a church called Mount Carmel Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm one of their social media directors and coordinators, but you know what I'm saying? They be tripping. They be, they be getting some problems. Y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me. But I'm finna go ahead and get to work. Um, And yeah, we're finna go ahead and get on up out of here. Of course, as always, y'all know, there is no question of the day on Monday because we already talked about it. It's what our weekend highlight was. You know what I'm saying? What is your weekend highlight from the weekend? We don't get to see each other, you know what I'm saying, two days out of the week. So I always get to, you know, take the chance on Monday just to have casual conversation, just to catch up. Now, of course, as we go throughout the week on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we're going to have some deep old conversation. We're going to have some good conversation on building your life, on edifying yourself. Of course, Christmas and Thanksgiving. Uh, coming up so we might even just you know chill out and, ha and share some recipes later on in the week and all the other good stuff y'all know how we do have great casual conversation to help you start your morning off and help you get through your work hours you know what i'm saying whether you're getting ready for work are we at work so working out maybe you called off work today we still trying to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way with that being said though i'm gonna go ahead and pray us on out and then we're gonna close this room okay well actually actually since i don't get to hear his voice too often he finally back pastor lewis can you give us a closing prayer yeah i know you might be at work but if so can you if not give me a closing prayer i didn't get a step away okay well if that's the case jy go for it 
Father, we just come to you. Thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, doing everything you're doing, do, going to do. Father, we give you glory. We give you honor. We love on you. We worship you, Father. We just ask right now that you be with us as we leave from this app, from this room, from this place of gathering, Lord. But you stay with us, Lord, and keep us in each other's hearts and mind, Father, as we go through the rest of our day, Lord. Keep keep blessing profit, Lord, for this um, platform. Allow it to grow and reach not just hundreds, not just thousands, but I believe, Lord, that you have uh, an opportunity to allow him to reach millions and uh, and uh, and just do the perfect work that you started up in him, Lord. Bless each and every single person uh, in the sound of my voice, even those that are in the audience, those that are able to listen to the replay. Um, bless them where they need to be. Uh, be blessed right now, Father. And when it's all said and done, Lord, we know that the glory will belong to you, but Lord will have victory. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Appreciate you, JY. And thank you, everybody, for coming in here, for chilling with us this morning. I pray that you guys have a peaceful, prosperous, and productive day. And I'll see you again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for Waking Up with the Prophet. This room is ending in 3, 2, 1. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>